Hey everybody, welcome back to the Punk Till I Die podcast, episode number 221 according to Neil. 221, yes. 321, I don't know. <laughs> yes, he wants to jump us 100 for some reason. Don't know why, but there you go. Well, you know, when we originally, uh, Spotify and Apple Music, where most people listen to us, they would only show like 100 episodes and you had to go in and change it, something, right? So it'll show up to 300 episodes. So we can have 300 episodes at any given time. Actually, I don't know if that's true. I think it might be 200 no, it that, is 300. Yeah, you're right. It is 300, yes. Well, I'm sorry. Just, and I yes. remember thinking, well, there's our next goal to get yeah. to 300 to fill that up. Now, so if you want to go back and listen to some of the old ones, I mean, you've still got time. We're not going to hit 300 this year. It'll be next year before we hit 300. Uh, but, yeah, we want to go back and listen to the old ones. Yeah, now I'd say uh, probably about this time next year we'll be hitting 300, I would imagine. Something, uh, something like no, that. we're not going to do 80 in the uh, – I, I don't know. We'll see. I guess we'll see what happens. Uh, yeah, I guess 50, 70. Eight. Well, well, we, we, well, well we got 78. We only got 78 to go, right? It's after, yeah. you know, after this one. Although I, I do know. wonder, like, sometimes I do wonder if... I, I think the people who listen to us regularly, we become such a fixture in their lives. They listen every week, you know. You get at least an episode a week, sometimes two a week. I wonder if it would, you know... Sometimes I wonder if we should do a hiatus for, like, three months or something to make people, uh, you know fall in love with this all over again neil if they're getting a little fatigued of us no what happens is tom um people find other podcasts then (laughs) so so? we we got to keep hitting them as often as as often as we can working constantly until we're dead exactly (laughs) and when i say working i mean i'm literally laying on my bed propped up by pillows (laughs) with it's sunday afternoon and the sunlight is just shining in it is the most beautiful day here in michigan how about uh how about there in the godforsaken state of Illinois, Neil? Dude, it's, I don't know what the hell's going on with the weather forecasting. And this is, again, that's going off on a crazy tangent, but I know Dude, we're Thursday, old men. We talk about weather. That's not a tangent. Thursday, we got this horrific weather warning that we were oh, going yeah. we to get hammered <laughs> on Friday. Funny. 8 to 12 inches, it was saying, of heavy, wet snow. This huge bank of snow, you know, the apocalypse is coming and stuff. And it was supposed to hit you as well, right? Dude, we did not get one flake. I not didn't get, one flake. No, I didn't get one flake either. And the thing was, on, fri- on Friday, it was still, or Thursday night when I went to bed, it was still saying that. So I'm like, oh, I'm not going in tomorrow. I'm not driving into work. It was going to snow 12 inches. You called sick and I, you get up with this. Well, no, I work, I work from home, which I don't like doing. Oh, yeah. And then um, it turned out Rick went in. And then I felt like a complete fucking pussy for not, for sure. not going You should in. have felt like that. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's, dude, I think it's, it all ties in. I think the weather is just sort of an extension of the way the news works in general. And during the COVID, this became so clear. We are addicted to fear in this country. It's the only way we can come, dude. It's the only thing that turns us on is fear. And the weather is the same way. Oh, we're all going to die. It's going to be, a, it's just like, shut up. I've, dude, I've lived in the Midwest my whole life. I know, obviously, you haven't. But I'm like, you know, I, I, I've seen tunnels. You know, I've seen snow 30 feet on the side of the road. It's fine. It'll be fine. See, and the funny, th- but the funny thing is, normally if they say eight to twelve, and it and it does, at least we get something. But we got, we didn't get one flake. That was what was crazy about it. it missed yeah. us. Co- I don't know where it hit because it didn't hit us. It didn't hit us at all. So I don't know if it actually accounted you know, to nothing. Or there, there's an old cliche, a sports cliche. You know, they say you know if you're if in baseball, if you're successful, one out of every three times you're a Hall of Famer. Oh, so that's for, for weather too. And I think the weatherman think the same thing about themselves. <laughs> they have all these fancy models. Yeah. And I guess I'd, maybe the I'd like a, I'd like a fancy model there. about now. Thank you very much. I guess, <laughs> I guess you are fancy, you know. I guess the weather doesn't care about their fancy European satellite models, you know. So actually, did, did it hit but further north or something, or didn't it hit at all? South of us. 
So, oh, south. Oh, it went south. Oh, that's what happened. Okay. So, so uh, weather is very punk rock. You know, it doesn't care what the <laughs> what the weather forecast to say. say. Yeah. Does whatever it wants. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, I, I think it was too warm anyway. I think it was like thirty-eight degrees on Friday, so it would have come down as rain anyway, even if it had hit us. I think. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, don't know. anyway, to get back, it's to March original... now, dude. I'm I'm ready for like summer. Sure. And weather? you know we're gonna get a couple more blasts. There's well, just no way around it. Yeah, we've got to right. But and next week is daylight savings time already. And I, by the time people hear this, it'll be long gone. But yeah, we have to spring forward. My favorite time when I lose an hour of sleep. <laughs> okay, so stupid, stupid so farmers. Which, so which one does that mean? It'll be it'll be lighter in the morning. Is that what that one means? Let's see. We'll spring forward. So the I don't know. Don't make me think about this right now. I was you, we were talking earlier. We were interviewing someone from the West Coast, and I was trying to do the math in my head, and my head almost exploded. I was doing it backwards. So. Yeah, you went three. I was the wrong way. Yeah. yeah yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, isn't the government right now talking about getting rid of daylight savings completely? I think that's in. They that's should before the, Congress. The, the, reason, the reasons that it was necessary aren't really true anymore. I don't think. I, I think they should get rid of it. But well, something to do with farmers getting up originally and... at daylight, or you know, having. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, only government thinks they can make the day a, an hour longer by stealing it from one end of it, right, and giving it to the other end. <laughs> Give it to the other end. Yes. Sounds you know, in, in vaguely I dirty. Was, I was fascinated a little bit by the. Neil, the local uh, Chicago elections. Hey, Marbini Juice is gone. Yay. It it is amazing, right? Because she was elected. Now, obviously, Chicago is a very, you know, democratic city. Like, the Democrats going to win the mayoral race. It's just a matter of kind of winning the... Uh, what the primary, whatever, right? If you if you're the Democrat and you win the primary, you win the election. Mayor Beetlejuice, America's most attractive mayor, was uh, she won last time by almost 80. She got almost 80 percent of the vote. And in the runoff, she was in the teens. Right, she got 13 percent, I believe. She got 13 yep. percent, and and here's the great thing: she was did an interview and she said it's because of racism and sexism. <laughs> Yeah, not the so not the fucking horrific with, jobs so that she, she did. With, she won with eighty percent of the vote because of I don't know democracy. That's funny how that works, right? When yeah. you, your side wins, it's democracy. When your side doesn't work, it's racism, it's Russian interference, it's whatever. It's like, oh come on! It couldn't be the fact that you've you've basically bound the hands of the police to the city to the point where it's becoming a, a hellhole. Yeah, exactly right. She did it. And a... I, listen, you know I'm no cop I'm no cop lover, but I mean if you want people to come there and stay there and be safe, you had to have a certain level of law and order. So she anyway, was she was a I sound, like my, I sound like my dad. She Screw was... it. Start everything on fire, guys. Anarchy. <laughs> she was a she was an absolutely terrible mayor. I mean, terrible. Yeah. She didn't do everything she did. Fucked up. She fucked up COVID. She's fucked up the police well, department. And it's, She's it's fucked just up everything. That she can't. She can't imagine that her not getting reelected has anything to do with a stunning rebuke of her leadership. Right. I mean, listen. If they elect, I mean, do you think the, the first election like people hadn't seen her when they voted for? Her? Uh, I think they were. Th- well, they were thinking. Um, it seems they voted for her because she was a black lesbian, right? I mean, I think that's you think, you think that's what it was. There was just such so yeah. much political correctness. Yeah. I don't, I, I, well, and, but I just I think it's funny that when she got elected, overwhelmingly it was great, but when she didn't, it was racism, sexism. Yeah, whatever. yeah. Uh, Listen, I don't care. I don't care what kind of a freakishly looking human being you are. If you do a good job running the city, you will get reelected. Bottom line. True. Yeah. Especially yeah, yeah. in Chicago, everybody's freakish looking there. <laughs> 
Son of a bitch. Yeah, all, all those fucking pretty people in Michigan. You're, you're going right. to get that guy, the, the bass player from uh, the Subversives is going to come over and kick my butt. <laughs> no, they're from Minneapolis, dude. Oh, they're from Minneapolis? Yeah. Uh, a couple episodes ago, Neil talked about the Sounds of the Streets festival. And I think he described the bass player as being fat and old or something. And apparently the guy's got a pretty good sense of humor because he came out. He said, I'm 55 and I'm 250 pounds. So. Yeah. yeah. Like, and he's, but he said he loved the show. So that was yeah, great. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. Good guy. Yeah. Actually, we got a lot of good. Uh, a lot of the bands that uh, that I talked about chimed in. Um, they they did. And anti-feds came on and said, actually, they're in their 20s. So you oh, were right you about, were? yeah, yeah. When I said when I said they were kids, uh, uh, they said they were in the twenties. Well, but th- what they don't realize is that that is kids to us. Def- definitely, yeah, definitely. Twenties. Oh my gosh, you imagine, dude, their future is wide open. Could you imagine having that type of? Uh, well, like I say, I think they're probably from Indiana. My, so, my, my you know. I was out driving around <laughs> with my young daughter yesterday because she needs to get her hours in, you know, and and she was like, oh, you know, you and mom are in pretty good shape with this or that, and I'm like, I would trade it all for your future, wide open future. Unwritten yeah. future. Really? You know? You seem pretty happy. I I am, but I would still trade it all for an unwritten. What another know, shot future. at the another shot at the apple, whatever. You know what the problem is, Neil? What's I'd it? totally screw it up again the same way I did the first time. Because I'm a retard and I don't learn <laughs> very well. <laughs> yes. And apparently your math is getting worse and worse. Yes. Yes it is. <laughs> Neil, I went to a show last night and I'm gonna play a song that's t- slightly tangentially tangentially. <laughs> That's not the right way to say that. <laughs> tangentially? To, tangentially. I added a syllable to that. I think you I may did. have created you, a word. Genitals on your mind, I think. <sighs> anyway, you can send your compliments, complaints, whatever. Punk till I die 77 at Gmail. Punk till I die podcast group, which was growing exponentially until Neil started throwing out the spammers. <laughs> so you're saying, you're saying all, our, all our followers are all spammers, is that right? Mostly Russian bots. As I guess. As I guess. We'll see. I mean, it, 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 we'll see if I get any blowback. I may be in prison. We'll see after the <laughs> Josh Goldman interview. If I'm in prison, guys, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I let you all down. Yes, if the FBI or CIA are listening. If it I'm was Tom prison, who said that. It was Tom. It was not Neil. If if uh, if I end up in prison, just know that I'll be working on an awful folk album while I'm there. There you go. Yes, maybe you guys anyway, can do went, a duet. You guys could duet. Yes, I went to a show yesterday, Neil. Yes, and the opening band did some covers. In the first, well, both bands did a lot of covers actually, but they opened with the classic Oppressed song "Work Together." Okay, you uh, you know the Oppressed, I'm sure, right? I do. English, I'm sure. Yes. I mean, I know that song. That's all I really know. Are they any good beyond that? Left-wing skinheads. Oh, were they? Radically left-wing, yes. Well, here we go. Yes. So, anyway, this is, uh, it's a great song. Left-wing, yes. right-wing, don't care. Yep. This is The Oppressed Work Together.
Alrighty, that was the first one tonight. That was from the Oppressed uh, Work Together. I don't know what year that was from, but it's... I'm Around 80 or so, from, right? Yeah, mid-80s, I would say. Or something. Oh, you think that late? Maybe. I'm not really that familiar with The Oppressed, to be honest. There was so many great oi bands coming out at that yeah. time that The Oppressed well, did they not kinda, make it. It seemed like they all had like one standout tune, and I'm sure that's not fair, but... Well, you know, the, the business had more than that, but... What's that? The business had more than that, but... Well, yeah, but the business were much more enduring than the oppressed, too, right? Yeah. I sure. mean, I don't know. Maybe the oppressed are still playing the, you know, the B Rebellion circuit in the UK. I don't know. Uh, let's they have the... the original bass player's cousin is still in the band. Hmm. Yeah, I've got. You know what? I should look. I should look them up on Discogs to see exactly when they. Uh... I know uh, Pirates repressed that work together single. I feel like that might even been the B side, um, but as like a picture disc. So I know you can get a version of it but that's the only song i know by them huh okay well there you go yes the oppressed yes 1982 to 1998 is this is some compilation album okay oh, never go. mind never mind all right so okay tell us about the show so who op- who was well, this band so, that did this oppressed cover uh they're a local grand rapids band called 10 second march a bunch okay. of geezers about my age around my age matter of fact i i was talking to the singer who i really didn't know personally but he was definitely a friend of a friend he played drums in a band with another friend of mine and he was reminiscing he went to high school in the town over and he had like my band from the like early mid 90s he had our demo tape which is oh. only available on tape Actually, it wasn't like a demo. It was like a polished product for us at the time. But I had a band called Treffening, and he had our demo, which was pretty cool. I don't run into too many people anymore that remember that. That what? was like hold know, on a second. What was the name of the band? Thirty years ago or something. We we're called Treffening. I was taking an abnormal psychology class in college, and like primitive societies, if people were acting strange, they assumed that they were demon possessed, so they would try to like chip a hole in their skull to let the evil spirit escape. Mm. And that process was called Treffening, and that was the name of our band. Okay. Uh, I thought the name of the your band was wasn't that was it the one well, that, I, I the, played in a few bands too. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I wasn't well, a one. I wasn't a one trick pony. You know. <laughs> which was which was the band that Uncle uh, your uncle played on the show? The oh, one time. 7G. Yeah, I did that for a long time. That was my brother and I. Okay. Um. Yeah, we did that for a long time. Uh, Treffening was. I had a. My my buddy played guitar is still around town. I see him once in a while. He still plays. He's he's like two years younger than me, but he still plays in some bands. Plays in the death metal band and stuff. Hold on, uh, didn't didn't we see him like propping up the bar at the? At was that the long haired guy? Yeah, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jason, yeah. He's good yeah. Too. Jason <laughs> he looks like he looks like he's been suspended animation since nineteen eighty eight. Well, it's funny because he is sort of he does sort of look age, ageless. Yes, he's yeah. a little younger than I am. And then we had another buddy who at the time was like five years older than us who played drums. I see him once in a while. We're all still friendly. Mm. You know, when I first got Facebook, I thought the only really good thing to have Facebook is so I can keep track of my old band members. Oh, well, there you go. Because there's yeah. been quite a few over the years, you know. Because you never course, know. You, I, you, you might want to get the band back together, keep, right? It also helps me keep track with your old band members who are a bunch of, well, let's, let's, we'll go, we won't go there. <laughs> anyway. What, are you hoping to get the old band back together? Is that it? No, I don't think so. Even though I do have one, an older a friend that I don't see very often, he's like, dude, you got to do a reunion show. I'm like, dude, nobody cares. I mean, <sighs> I, I mean, it would be a lot of work. To what play for you know thirty people and my kids or something? But I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, so I guess never say never, Neil. Never say never. Maybe you can do it at the next uh, the next summer festival at in Coopersville. Yeah, that's right. We'll do it in front of the Del Shannon statue. There you go. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Did you have any songs about Del Shannon? Uh, 
We didn't, but we should have probably. Yeah, that would have been perfect. Upset all the locals. Yes. Is there a lot of local pride there for Del Shannon? Well, I mean, if he were, if he hadn't, if he hadn't painted this garage wall with his blood, <laughs> he'd be dead now by old age. Probably, he's like my grandparents' age, I think. When he committed suicide, was he still living there, or did he had he moved? To no, Florida no, no. I, I think he blew out of town as quick as he could. I think he was in California somewhere. Ah, gotcha. All right. But you know, the story was. I guess he was an alcoholic, and uh, you know he had some issues. His career—he was like still huge in Europe, mm-hmm. but he couldn't get arrested in the U.S. But he would still work, and he was going to be. You remember this? Remember this celebrity like big band in the '90s called the Traveling Wilburys? Yes, or like, like maybe the days with like Tom Petty and Roy Orbison and George, was George Harrison in that. George Harrison, yeah, I don't remember who it was. It was five old uh, Jeff Lynne, maybe from Electric Light Orchestra, yeah. our favorite band, really. Um, a lot of people were not that impressed that we had so much electric light orchestra knowledge. When, uh... <laughs> oh, they're fine. <laughs> but uh, the uh, but anyway, when Roy Orbison died, which was sometime in the late eighties, I think, uh, he was going to be the fifth traveling Wilbur. Hmm. But but he had to you know pre pre Kurt Cobain himself. Yes, I heard he was going to join the traveling Dingleberries. That's just what I. Heard. I'm sure. I, I I'm know, sure. I told this story before, but. You know, when when he died, you know, because local news are basically morons, right? Good looking morons. Yes. They don't they don't know what to do. So the the local news crews from Grand came to our high school. Hmm. Well, to see how it was affecting the kids, the death, the and, death and, of know, our of I'm like a 17 year old or something, and I'm a 17 year old punk rocker. I'm just like fuck Del Shan. You know, we're just in the background, just like uh. like flipping off the cameras, like screw Del Shan. You know? Dude, I would love to find if we could find that footage. That would be fucking I'm awesome. I'm pretty sure it didn't make it to air, but it was just like it was just so classic. <laughs> when you're young, it's just like kill your idols. You know, we were we were nihilists, Neil. We were nihilists. Yeah, but even so, it's like not like Del Shannon was Elvis Presley for fuck's sake. It's not like he got to the local high school to find out what the kids are thinking. He was to me. <laughs> well, he, he for many years he wouldn't come back to town. But then he, I know he had he famously in the eighties. I, I didn't go. I was too young. I went, I probably wasn't even living here at the time. He did a like a concert at the football field. Oh, I see. I mean, he, he had like three, three or four big legit hits. He was pre-Beatles, man. Well, let's see. Off the top of my head, let's the, see what I can come up with. Hats okay. off to Larry. Yep. Swiss Miss. Uh, I don't know. I have like greatest hits somewhere. Shit, what's his what's his biggest? I'm, his biggest was Runaway. Yeah, I was gonna say I was blanking on the fucking biggest one. Uh, Runaway, small, little little town flirt. Yeah, little town one. flirt. That's right. Yeah. Uh, searching, gotta keep searching, searching, find a place to hide, searching. Hmm. Oh, uh, uh, follow the sun. I think it's called or something like that. Hmm. Always on. Anyway, yeah, you defeated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Make a joke about that, I guess. Yeah. The biggest guess. hit being his head against the wall or something exactly. like that. I don't know. But anyway, yeah. So, <sighs> Del Shannon, man, I, I don't, I have no idea how we got here or what we're doing. But well, your band was going to play a reunion show. Oh yeah, we, was... we weren't. There's no, there's no plans for that. So <laughs> you and the, you and you and the, the old rocker in the bar. If we did, we're going to go down to the record farm to do it. That's the only place I could possibly even consider. The uh, Bonus Pints record farm is the only place I'd even consider. Wow, why, Tom? What is going on there? Well, no, we're going to wait for that, Neil. All right, stop geez. teasing that. Stop teasing that. All right, no, we're going to. Um, but last night I went to the tip top, which you and I are going to be going to in about, uh, three more weeks. Yep. Exactly. By, yep. As a matter of fact, by the time people hear this, we'll probably already have been there. Yep. 
I forgot to bring my stickers last night. My wife was chiding me. My wife is so much better promoter of this podcast than I am. I better send her some stickers then, so she well, can do the business. Like, Did you bring stickers? No, I'm like she's because she's talking to people. If she makes conversations, like, hey, you listen to podcast? You know, she's like out there. It reminds me when we were kids, and she'd sell my demo tape for me. <laughs> There you go. Yeah, she's promoting. Yeah. I still haven't found a way to make a dollar. <laughs> hey, if she wants to be our manager, she can be. Shit, it sounds like she's on the ball. But uh, it, but then I go to take a piss, and what do I see on the wall, Neil? A, a sticker, sticker that previous drunk Tom had put on the wall. Are you sure I didn't do it when I was there? Oh, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> That's more like something I would do, to be honest. <laughs> well, I'm, I've gotten much better. And I put, I've definitely put some up. I don't know why. I just never thought about it. But it's funny. I talked to a couple people I think would have probably enjoyed it. And hopefully they can remember the conversation we had last night because I didn't have any stickers. So you'll bring some when you come down. But I anyway, sure yeah, will. we're going to go see the meteors at this same room. Now, it was packed last night. The it was? Room was yeah i mean i mean what's packed there 150 maybe 125 well i don't even think but, you've i don't think you've even you've even said who you went to see yet have you oh i went to see the tossers from chicago okay so that's the like a celtic punk band right irish yeah thing. you know i i call them punk because they got a punk attitude but the fact that is musically there's not really much punk there they play fast but there's no electric guitar okay you know they're not as punk as they're not like dropkick murphy's or even flogging molly but they're cool they're a great band they're fun what about like the Pogues or something though? They're they're very similar. Okay. I'd say closest yeah. in style to that. And they played a dirty old town, which the Pogues didn't write either, but one of their bigger, yeah, better known songs, right? Right, exactly. Some yeah. some folk guy did it back in the day. Probably, yeah, I'm not quite sure. Yeah, but yeah, the the opening band was. It's funny, right? All these sort of like cult punk bands. It's like they just put them in their coffins until March. <laughs> it's like, true, oh. man. Yeah, just they pour a the... bunch of Guinness on them and then they resurrect. Yeah. Well, and you know, because like, um, like they always do a tour. The Tossers always tour, like for two weeks leading up to St. Patrick's Day, and then they play the Metro every St. Patrick's Day for years. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I wonder if they fill that place up because that's a big, you know, that's a thousand people or something, 1,100 people. I think St. Patrick's Day, it doesn't matter. I mean, there's so many fucking drunk idiots who think they're, they're Irish in Chicago. Um, I think they would fill it up anyway. Just with drunken well, dickheads. Well, but it's funny because they're Southsiders originally. And right. I wonder why they don't play at Reggie's. But, of course, Flaffa 56 are Southsiders also. They always play Reggie's. Yes. Friday. Friday, 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 Friday coming Friday. up. I am yeah. not going to be there. You son am, of a bitch. I am very sorry that I'm not going to be there. Um... I, uh, I I had to make some just tough decisions, and I'm not going to be able to be there. Hmm. Well, anyway, anyway the, get back, get the, back, get back to the show you were at. The opening band was a bunch of old geezers playing like punk rock, and they played a couple of uh, classic like Celt punk tunes too. But they they had a minor I don't, don't want to call it a hit because it was not on the radio or anything. But they had a minor local favorite song, um, which I still think is a very clever turn of phrase, and I don't think I've ever played it before. But I'm actually gonna play another song to give you a little feel for the uh, opening band. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, so this is called. This is Ten Second March is the name of the band. They've been around forever, gone through. I think just about every local punk musician has done at least a month long stint in the band. Um, but this uh, this was their kind of big hit song. This is called. Work is the Curse of the Drinking Class by Ten Second March.
was a 10 second march with work is the curse of the drinking class now do they have uh records out and stuff like that i don't think they have any vinyl i mean i think they have like a cd that kind of had their whole thing on it but they didn't i don't think they had any merch last night so are they are they an on, are they an ongoing concern or did they just get together to play this one show with the tosses i think they play a couple times a year around march ah, okay. so it. they're the same kind well, of thing it's, okay it's, yeah, it's funny because I think – and some years I don't, I don't even think they necessarily do it every year. Hmm. But uh, they were very affiliated with a certain bar that's long gone now in Grand Rapids. You could always see them in there. So matter of fact, that song that we just played, there's a video for it. And if you watch it, there's a lot of I, – I know like half the people in that video. Huh. I'm not in it though. I don't know when they shot that. But it was at Jukes, our local favorite place for years. No, that's gone now, though, I said. It's gone. It's a vape shop now, yes. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, so it was them, and then was there a third band, or was it just then it no, was them just and the, the two bands, which okay. that's, a, that's a cool thing with the with the tipped out. They don't overbook. Mm-hmm. So on the weekends, the show start at 9. They have two bands usually. On the weekdays, they'll start at 8. Like, when you and I go to the Meteors, I don't know how long the Meteors play for. Probably an hour or something, right? Yeah, like 45 minutes to an hour, yeah. Well, because it's funny, there's another show that night that I'm gonna we're gonna try to go catch the end of if we can. We'll see how it goes. Well, I mean, we'll play it by ear, obviously. Yeah. But um, yeah, weeknights they start at eight. They have one opener, so like when like that meteor show, the band opening band is called Oil Change. They're probably gonna play for like a half hour. Meteors will probably come out at nine, and we'll probably be done around ten o'clock. Okay, so Oil Change. Have you heard of those guys before? That's the worst name for a band I think I've ever heard. It's <laughs> I've, I've fucking seen dreadful. Them a few minutes. Um, they played some other show that I went to, but I should have played. We'll go catch them. They have a uh, cute little girl drummer. Are they? But what kind of music are they? They play oi. Oi. Oh, oil change. Oi apostrophe l change. Ah, okay. Um, I think they're some veteran kids. I think they're quite a bit younger than me, but they've been around for a little bit. It's funny because I see them like getting some pretty high profile gigs. Hmm. It's funny sometimes, you know, a local band won't be as big locally. They have almost like a better knowledge. People know them better out of town than in town. Hmm. So they're opening, yeah, and I, I don't expect them to play much more than about a half hour. And you know, the meteors play an hour. You're out there pretty early. Well, last night, the opener played for 42 minutes. I was watching the watching the clock. They came on right at the crack of nine, played for 42 minutes. Hmm. Tossers didn't come on until quarter after 10. No big deal. Saturday night, you know? Yeah. I know. I was, How were I they? Was, I was the driver. I was the designated driver. Now, does that mean I was not drinking? It does not mean that. It just means I wasn't trying to keep up with Scott. <laughs> and uh, the drinks are so strong at Tip Top. Like, my wife had two, and then she was just, like, zombied out. What was she drinking? Uh, Maybe, like, uh, vodka and soda or something. <clears throat> but they have pint glasses, you know. They oh, really, yeah, yeah, they, yeah, uh, yeah. They do. You're right there. Dude, PBRs are $3, tall boys. That's what you were drinking, I assume? Um, you know... <sighs> We elevated slightly. We went to um, Coors Banquet, sixteen ounces. Oh boy, those are those are four dollars. Okay, well, that makes sense. But, uh, yeah, but we just yeah we were just drinking beer, and I, like I said, I wasn't trying to keep up with Scott because I was driving. Um, and uh, so the tosses come out about quarter after, and they're in fine form. Uh, the thing is, the band is very professional, but the main guy just gets drunk as a skunk. He is doing the Shane McGowan dude. I mean, he he's missing one of his like main front teeth. Okay. And, uh, but they were great. They were a lot of fun. You know, it's typical, like, that typical Irish, like, Catholic kind of thing. You know, one day's given the sign of the cross, oh, bless you, bless you. And he's like, y'all can fuck off. You know what I mean? Just like, (laughs) 
And uh, it, and it was, yeah. but but the funny thing was, so they played their set, and dude, you're gonna love the, you're gonna love the tip top so much. It is such a homey place. The sound man dresses in this black suit, and his like hair and mustache are so like ridiculously black that you know it's got to be you know enhanced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he looks like he should be tying a woman to a railroad track. <laughs> Do you want top hat too? <laughs> he looks like a movie villain. And he's a nice enough guy, but he doesn't sound. And then they have this guy that just hangs out there. I think he works there, but his name is Farmer John. And he literally is, and I, I think I've talked about this before, but he's literally the guy who owns the farm that makes the burgers. <laughs> he has mentioned that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and when the bands are done, he goes up on stage and don't forget to tip your waitresses and bartenders and let's hear another song. You know, and he tries to get, and it's just like, dude it's so homespun like like whenever i try to defend like our scene for being hayseed you know there's like (laughs) farmer john shows up in his tractor and gets up on stage with a fucking cold stalk in his mouth but you know so tossers go out and they're playing and playing and tony's getting progressively drunker and he's playing requests from the crowd and stuff and 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 they just kept playing and then you know, they, they left after like an hour and 15 minutes, maybe. Okay. And then they came back out and played a couple more songs. They ended up playing like, like hour 40 minutes. Oh, is that because Farmer John called them back on? Is that what it well, was? Just, they were just, he was, they were just doing that thing where everybody was drunk and they were just encouraging him and they kept playing and kept playing. And so it's you almost, at some point you almost do yourself a disservice, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. He couldn't get his mandolin to work and he's just like <laughs> singing. He's down in the crowd and they're just thrashing him around. It was like, Holy cow. Um, I'm not, I, you know, usually I don't mind a nice long set, but it probably could have been tightened up a little. And here's the thing. This was the first date of a two week tour. Oh boy. Yeah. I'm like, how are they even going to, I don't know, but it, it was, it was a ton of fun. Um, had a had a real good time. The girls looked pretty wiped out. Okay, so I have but two I have two questions. Scott and I had a good time. So yes. how how many people are in the band? Uh, six. Because from what I remember, that tip top stage is pretty, pretty damn small, small yeah. isn't it? So how did yeah, they manage to fit small. all up on stage? Well, you know they're thin, wiry, <laughs> wiry folks. Well, they had a bass player, a guitar player, acoustic guitar player. Tony plays mandolin or banjo and sings. Then they had a fiddler, a woman fiddler. And the brother who plays the tin whistle. Pretty sure my wife was making fun of him, like doing the little fingering thing with the little pixie tin whistle thing. Dude. And then they have a drummer. So, I mean, how many people is that? Six, seven? Yeah, it's six. Yeah. 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 Man, Cheryl's out of control. Making fun of the people in the band. What the hell? <laughs> she showed me a picture last year of me and uh, Tony Duggins, the singer, and we were both had such a glow on. You can tell it's just like you, get, like you get a buzz off the picture. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think like I've that. seen you like that before. When you, I think you were with Clownvis, and you've got a fucking yeah, yeah. some Patrick's Day hat on or something. I believe that's referred to as a shit eating grin. You know? <laughs> yes, it's like too many PBRs grin. I think is what that was. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's funny. Scott still talks about that. We were talking about how much we love going to Logos Party. He's like, I don't think we'll ever have as much fun as that first time we went because we stayed at the hotels. The hotels are all in the same area there. You know that area. Yep, and we walked to the state theater, and we stopped at every single bar on the way. I think we went to like twelve bars or something, or ten bars. <laughs> By the time we got there, we didn't even really care about the bands. I mean, as a matter of fact, even BA talking to him later said, "Yeah, you guys were real fine for him that night." <laughs> even well, That's the funny thing with that Columbus photo is, I got home and I and I was talking to my wife. I'm like, "Ah, oh, my only regret is that I didn't get a photo with Columbus." 
<laughs> and then boom. I couldn't remember it. I couldn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm not putting that on the page. It's too embarrassing. I'm wearing like a green like leprechaun hat, and I just have a huge grin on my face. But oh, I think I've got it. I think I could put. It, I think I can find yeah. it fairly yeah. easily. Um, so do like do a lot of people dance as well? I mean, it was was it kind of a pit or anything like that, or is people yeah, just stand I mean, around watching? Yeah, not so much a pit, but yeah, people up front and like, I mean, they're just like he's just like they're handing him pints. He's just like guggling down like drinks out of strangers' pints and stuff and. A lot of sort of bouncing up and down and mm-hmm. a couple of men in kilts, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, okay, great. Yeah. But it was it was it was fun. It's it's when I went to Agent Orange I guess that was last year, end of last year, or I don't know, last fall or whatever. It was sold out. So it gets pretty it gets pretty tight in there when it's sold out. I'd be curious. I hope the meteors draw well. Yeah, I hope yeah, I hope. I don't that, know if they will I, yeah, I hope there's at least fifty people there or something. I see I hope. some signs. I see signs up in the bar. I mean, it's being advertised. Yeah, uh, but yeah, they don't have a big like social media budget or big advertising budgets. Pretty much word of mouth and Facebook yeah. and whatnot. So, well, I've always wanted to go to a show there, and this seems to yeah, be the it's perfect. Cool. It's a great club, man. The perfect you will, place. Uh, yeah, you will thoroughly enjoy it. And yeah. uh, no, it was it was good. It was a good Saturday night. We are out a little later than we intended. Did you go uh, anywhere afterwards, or did you go straight home? Nah, we went home. Okay. Like I said, my wife was pretty zonked out, and uh, I just, I was pretty tired, too. And well, that's like a 30-minute drive. Do I remember that right? Yeah, if, if, if that. Okay, yeah. Probably a little less. Yeah, yeah, okay. But, you know, I think, uh, this is a, this is so off-target, so off-tangent, but I'm sure other married guys can relate to this. My wife doesn't like to put gas in her car until it's my turn to <laughs> drive the family car. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that. They're freaking pumping gas at midnight, you know. Yeah, nobody. Yeah, you love doing that, don't you? How no, much is just, gas down by you? Three thirty-ish. All right, yeah, it's about the same here. Is it? Yeah. Oh. Well, up by work okay. it is. Up by in the city, it'll be more. But up by work, yeah, the that's city it's like a dollar more. Yeah, yeah, but that's a different. Uh, it's weird with the county. gas stations in the city too. You always feel like you're going to get carjacked or something. There's just no. Oh, I mean, you probably will. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I remember. I, I don't. Know, I'm sure there's some nice gas stations in the city too. But most of them are real shady. Well, if you've only been around Reggie's, then yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, you know. Well, in the city, there's none. Like, in the city city, you know? Yeah, you're lucky to find some. Yeah, that's true. Well, the real estate's so expensive, right? Jeez. Pretty much. Yeah. Well, do you want to play, right, do you want to, do you want to play a Tosser song? Sing I am. I want to play this Tosser song. I, I kind of it was struggling because, you know, they didn't play it. They don't play a ton of their real old stuff anymore. Um, but they did play two, and they dedicated This is one slower. I was torn between this one and a faster one. But the... Uh, they dedicated this one to Didi Ramon, so I thought I'd play this one. This is a classic from one their Victory Records years. This is called uh, No Loot, No Booze, No Fun. Well, there's no loot, there's no booze, and it's no fun. Well, there's no loot, there's no booze, and it's no fun. Well, there's no loot, there's no booze, and it's no fun. Sorry, all day long to shoot some dough, right? 
that was the tosses there with no loot, no booze, no fun. Now, why why did they have a song about Didi Ramon? Or oh, did they write it right after he died? No, Didier? I think they just dedicated to Didi Ramon because, I don't know. Hmm. Everybody's favorite. Everybody's favorite degenerate. I guess. Yeah, I guess. Hmm. Uh, so what, I was going to ask something else. Oh, yeah, so you said they played a lot of covers. What What, what covers did they play? Well, they, you know, Rocky Road to Dublin, oh, okay. uh, Dirty Old Town, you know, that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so there was no... A lot of... I'm okay. not, you know, I'm not Irish, and I'm not particularly adept at all those traditional Irish songs. Like, I know them... I don't know what they're called. You know what I mean? I'll kind of recognize them. Yeah, recognize this. They always finish yeah. with, like... They always finish with the parting glass, usually. Mm-hmm. I think uh, you've, played that, you've played that on the show before, I think. That's yeah. such a great song, man. It gives me the yeah. chills. Hmm. But after this time, they came back out and played for another 20 minutes after the parting glass, which... They probably should have called it quits at the parting glass, but it was fun. Like I said, it was all it was all fun. Good old Farmer so, Johnny you know, or whatever getting the band back out. Oh, the other, one, the other thing I had to say, and and we'll you know what this might be a good segue into what we're going to talk about next with your experience a little bit. But they have a new album out, so they had it at the merch stand. I had every intention of buying the new album. Okay, guess the price of the new album at the merch table twenty five dollars. Thirty-five bucks at the fucking merch booth. See, Jeez. I bl- I I, I uh, balked at it. Definitely, man. That's God. too much, right? Yeah, I mean, especially at the merch. But like the merch, you normally expect it to be cheaper than it is in a retail store. For God's sakes. Well, not necessarily even that, but I mean, the thing is, they probably I think they put it out themselves. I mean, I don't even know if that's like an outrageous, if it's really an outrageous price. But <laughs> when you're in a position like you and I are, where you already have more music than you're going to listen to for the rest of your life, it's just seems like a lot of I, I don't know I, I passed I, yeah. I, I Spotify it earlier in the week I was enjoying it but we'll see yeah for something you might put on once especially but no man that's a lot like the Poison Boys their last album if you may loaded it from the label or whatever I think it was, it was like 30 35, 35 but at yeah. the show I bought it for 20 see but I think they were just selling them at a, I mean you know the way the most of the smaller labels work they just give the band X amount of records okay and they probably were Selling them for cheaper than was recommended, I imagine. A thirty-five, just—I mean, even thirty would have been better. Because then you got to make change too, right? I mean, but, Jesus. But th- yeah, well, th- th- I think it, you know the funny thing is, I think I would have done thirty. Twenty-five would have been a no-brainer. Yeah. But even like a lot, yeah, I don't know. These bands, I, I get it. They're just trying to make ends meet. I don't begrudge them anything. Got to pay for his drinks, apparently. <laughs> I think I don't think he paid for his own drinks. Right? Okay. Yes, but. Was our, was our favorite bartender behind the bar, Miss Husky Voice? Yes, yes, she was there. Excellent. It was her and another woman and another dude. It was it was like I said, it was busy, man. It was jumping in there. I might have to get a tip top t shirt. Tip top t shirt. Yeah. yeah. Well, the thing for the, for those of you who don't know the tip top, and why would you? It's it's definitely got that cool like retro vibe to it, kind of a fifties. You know, it's they have a lot of rockabilly and stuff like that in there. So, and we went in. I think it was a summer day, was it that we were there? Um, yeah, we, just like we just did a little day drinking there, right? We didn't, yeah. But it's see a show. bright sun outside. You go in, and this is really a dark. I wouldn't call it dingy, but it's dark and kind of dingy inside. And just you know, it's almost for how bright it was outside. I think it was almost like pitch black inside. And yeah. uh, you know, just a long bar and very very traditional. You know, small stage in the corner with a lot of posters from the bands that have played there before. Um, yeah. Just a, a classic looking little American. American venue, yeah, it's awesome. Owned locally by a guy who's been involved with the music scene since before I am, before I was. So, so what, what? What's the capacity? Like 150, maybe? I think around 150, but I'm not 100. Yeah. But it's in that ballpark, 140, 150. Yeah. Or, okay. Um, like I said, I don't know if it officially sold out last night, but it was packed. Hmm. 
it's now, pretty pretty tight and there's tables in there it's kind of an awkward it's not the best sight lines in the world but do they do a some pa- oh okay so there's tables so they clear the tables out in front of the stage so people Sometimes. can stand I mean, okay some of them were yeah. you standing or were you sitting i was standing okay i always stand i never even though i must say after like an hour and 45 minutes of the main band playing my back was starting to bother me a little bit yeah do they have a st patrick's day parade in grand rapids or anything like that I don't know if they do in Grand Rapids. There's a famous one at a small town nearby here. Hmm. Actually, it's funny. I meant to take you to that bar. Yeah, you always say that. You always say it's last time in town. There. It's this tiny little town. Maybe maybe this next time you're in town, we'll go over there for dinner one night. Hmm. Or even just for a drink. It doesn't doesn't have to be dinner because then because then it involves lots of other stuff too. But we could just go for a drink. Yeah, that would be fine. Yeah. Well, you'll drive out there. You'd be like. Now, you think where I live is country. Holy cow. <laughs> what town is that in? It's a little tiny town called Conklin. Conklin, okay. I suspect the population is in the hundreds. Oh, excellent. That's funny. They have a little Irish pub, though. Yep. Interesting. Been there forever. They used to have some bigger name bands. Like, they get the new doublers or something in there. Like, the hmm. old owners were very upscale, catered to a very upscale, like, Grand Rapids moneyed crowd. Hmm. Now it's, I think, gone back to being a little more of a local, a little more of a local place. But, Interesting. Yes. And now, a word from our sponsors. Unlocks the flavor, unlocks the flavor. Kellenip has found the secret that unlocks the flavor in the filter cigarette. Kellenip has found the secret that unlocks the flavor. Yes, Alanem has found the secret that unlocks flavor. The friendly flavor that never dries out your taste. Alanem has found the secret that unlocks the flavor. In today's Alanem, with its modern miracle tip, fine tobaccos can be blended. Not to suit a filter, but to suit your taste. Alanem has found the secret that unlocks the flavor. Unlocks the flavor. Unlocks the flavor. Reach for flavor. Reach for L&M. So, anyway, Neil, what did you do yesterday? I'm actually fascinated by this because, uh, well, I'm excited for Mike, one of our sponsors, of course. Yep. Um, yeah, so, and talking about a, a sore back, I had a bad back yesterday, too, after I was Boy, done. Boy, just but... the slightest little bit of manual labor, Neil. <laughs> no, dude, no. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me explain. So, um, okay. on, f- what day is today? Sunday, right? So, it's Saturday. So, on Friday... Um, so yeah, Mike, uh, Mike Weinberg, who, you know, him and his wife, Jerry, they have multiple businesses, right? They got, uh, Mike is a barber, a Commonwealth barbershop in Chicago. He's a great barber. He does my hair. Uh, his wife does On Point Press, who prints up all our t-shirts and they print up all that kind of stuff. Um, Loudpizza.com, kids. Loudpizza.com. Mike, Mike has the, uh, record label, Sexy Baby. They put yep. out a lot of cassettes and releases they have done well, for just, years. Just put out that Huntington's uh, Travolta's 12 yep. inch split. split. Yep, yep. yep. Um, and so we got the press, we got the barbershop. Oh, yeah, and he also has now a record store. Up until now, it's been online Sexy Baby Records. I mean, not Sexy Baby, Loud Pizza. Loud Pizza. Um, Loud Pizza.com. Yes. Mike, uh, why don't you just have everything the same name? Why is it Sexy Baby Barbershop, Sexy Baby <laughs> Records, Sexy Baby? Just. I just commonwealth. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he used to, he used to have some kind of barbering thing called Iron Heritage as well. So that's a whole. Nother, oh, like that's a whole other like thing. Products, right? Yeah, 
it's amazing, you know. Some of these people are doing all these things, like they have all these ideas, and yeah. we're just sitting I'm, here sit- going to I'm work sitting at home, jobs, right? I'm sitting at home wondering what to put on TV. Yeah, exactly. But what anyway, anyway, so uh, Mike and Jerry, that's his wife. Um, they decided they're going to put together a real brick and mortar record store, so it's not just going to be online anymore. Uh, Loud Pizza is going to be is going to mm-hmm. actually have a home. So, um, do they have pizza? Uh, they have pizza boxes oh, <laughs> and pizza bags. Hungry. So, you know, you're thinking about it. Um, they don't have sexy babies either. So, just, just to put that out there, <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen a baby I thought was particularly sexy. <laughs> um, I should have lost track now. Oh, yeah. So, they, 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 they were looking for a space for ages and they eventually found one in Highland Park, which is actually where Blag is from, right? Um, so, okay, so Highland Park is its own city, right? Highland Park or, is its own city? It's a neighborhood in Chicago. No, it's, a, oh, no, it's north of, it's, it's northern suburb. Okay. So, up past, um... Now, you're in a northern suburb. Is it further north than you? Evanston is, Evanston is the first town north of Chicago. The fir- okay. On the lake. So, yeah, okay. you go further up north, you go in Glencoe, Winnetka, um, and then you do get to Highland Park. That's right there. Okay. I mean, it's basically right in the lake. Um, Highland Park is very well to do. Okay. Uh, so they, but they, it's where they got their record store. And on Friday, so they're getting close to opening. There's supposed to be a soft opening on this Thursday coming up. That's so what she said. He put a. Uh, <laughs> it's not a hard opening. It's, it's a nice soft opening. Yes. <laughs> oh, good God. Um, so he put out a call to friends on Friday to come and help because there's still a lot of work to be done. I guess, to help in, you know, getting the store sure. ready. So I said, yeah, if you need some help, man, just tell me, just tell me when. Because my Saturdays are normally, you know, it's normally just spent mooching around until I go to the pub. I mean, that's, you know, watching, sure. the, watching the soccer and then going to the pub. So Not that there's like, anything wrong with that. No, yes. but I can help, you know. So sure. he said, yeah, okay, come up. At no-, and he gave me the address and said, come up at noon. So I drove up there at noon yesterday. It's probably only a 30-minute drive, if that, for me right off the highway basically uh and parked in the back of the place the place is gorgeous it is one of the it, you don't want to say a record store is pretty but it's it's uh open spacious light huge window in the front um everything is like brand new it's like new floors um they made the record bins themselves uh it's just it's really nice and bright in there like did he and, have a bunch of seven inch boxes with stickers all over them nope he does not in fact he really doesn't have any seven inches so we talked we talked about nice that enough for his new store. yeah they talked about that a little but they said and jerry said she you know one of the things she hates about going record shopping in chicago is a lot of the old record stores are so dark and dingy and just they look yeah. crappy inside you so. can't tell if a record is in good shape or not even right so this one is just the opposite of that it's like i said it's super bright and stuff so um and dude they have some great stuff in there now all the stuff in the bins right now is new they have a big new selection uh mainly punk some metal you know some other stuff too but mainly punk slash online you did a lot of punk a lot of metal but a lot of alt rock stuff too like 90s Stuff like that. Yeah. So the bins, though, I mean, immediately I was like, oh, shit, they got some, like, weird social distortion bootleg. Oh, look at that. You know, they got some Ramones bootlegs. Oh, look, you know. So there was tons of stuff to look at right away, so I almost got distracted. And they also have a ton of um, collectibles. Because, you know, the Funko Pop figures, they have, like, you know, punk rock jigsaw puzzles. They have, Mm. you know, little punk rock figures and all kind, you know, any of that kind of stuff that you can imagine, they have it. Um, They don't have T-shirts or anything, but they have all, like, the statuettes and and junk like that, right? So, um, 
what he needed help help with, um, Jerry printed out all the labels, and they probably had about I'd say two hundred Funkos around the around around the store, and they'd put them out on display already. So you know, somewhere in the back, somewhere in the front, somewhere up on shelves. So it was my job to go around and hunt these things down and put the correct labels on them. So that's funny because they're all like they can be wildly different in price, right? Oh yeah, for like sure. One would be twelve bucks, one would be fifty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like there was a um, Happy Gilmore one that was sixty bucks. What was that? Was that the highest price one you marked? Well, they also have see Funko also does these things where like for example you have a Blink One Eighty Two where it's the whole band. Oh yeah, yeah. So those will be more expensive. They had like a. Um, if you buy that, you're dead to us. Uh, <laughs> Just kidding. Buy from Mike. Buy his stuff. <laughs> yeah, buy his stuff. Um, they had which one was it? There was like oh yeah, they had a Pearl Jam one and Pearl Jam. I have six guys in the band or something. I don't know how many guys they have in the Neil, band. Neil, if but... you had a gun to your head and you had to listen to Pearl Jam or Blink What Do You Do, which do you listen to? That's actually a toss-up right there for me, because I really don't like Blink-182 at all. It's like, welcome to Oblivion. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, but yeah, so the Pearl Jam one was expensive, you know. And those ones will probably sell really well, I'd imagine, you know, some of those rich North Shore folks. Um, well, that's what, that's, that was, I was going to say. So, I mean, is there another record store in Highland Park? There is not, and, at least none that I saw. And I wonder if, uh, you know, is it too, is that too... Uh, specific for a community like that now mike knows what he's doing he's an entrepreneur the guy's yeah. constantly hustling so i'm yep. not I, I think you'll be fine but i think you'll be fine too because while we were in there and it was clear that we were still setting up i'm yeah. running around putting fucking stickers on stuff there's you know mike's trying to put up a tv and shit and he's painting the record bins and at least six people must have tried the door huh you know the big sign that says closed opening thursday i guess didn't mean a thing to them yeah. so they might have a lot of money but they're not very smart apparently um and then <laughs> some heard, weird you hear you heard it here first <laughs> yeah and then some weird People woman Highland park are stupid and rich some weird woman like knocks on the door and uh like, oh god this looks weird so it looks like some old polish weird, weird lady women are, weird women are my favorite, favorite and women. uh She's like, I run the clothing shop next door. Can I come in and where are you from? Where are you from? Why are you here? This is honestly what she said. And Mike's trying to be really cool. And I'm like, to Jerry, I'm like, Jesus Christ, I wouldn't be this cool if I was him. Neil's got a brick. He's like ready to whack her in the head. <laughs> yeah. She goes, I've been here 13 years. Hi, where are you from? You know, it was weird, right? And then she's and then she's like, can we? Can I come in and look around? <laughs> We're like, no. The hell out of does own does Mike? Li- do they live up there, or do they? They live like two miles away. They live in the next okay. town over, which is called. Uh, okay. I think it's called Highwood. So he drives down to the city to work at the barbershop. He does. Yeah. In fact, I asked him. I said, "Why don't you get a? Why don't you just get a, a barbershop up here?" But I think a lot of his customers are from the city, so. Would, well, uh, and I think it's he probably has a good like high high end clientele down there too. Yeah, yeah, I think. I mean, this is it. not your you know Bob's Barbershop with the straight pole, right? It's kind of a hipster kind of joint. Um, yeah, old school. I'd say more than hipster, but oh, yeah. old school. Okay. Yeah, like he's got a big old like nineteen fifties fridge stocked with beer and stuff. You know, it's very. Uh, oh, I go for some of that. Actually, the one thing he doesn't have, and Mike. Oh, you know what? Maybe that's not allowed these days. But I was going to say, get some fucking titty mags. <laughs> oh yeah. Because I don't know about you, but when I was a kid growing up, the the men's barbers that we went to, they always had like uh, Playboy that, and Mayfair and stuff. definitely not a thing when I was a kid, but you know, my parents are pretty conservative Midwesterners. I don't know they would have took us to the Titty Mag Barber Shop. <laughs> yes. Well, as soon as I said that. Dude, we were poor. My mom cut my hair, if we're being honest. Yeah, that's why you shave the amount it. Of that's why you that shave I, it now, isn't it? <laughs> well, the amount of haircuts that I paid for in my life is fairly minimal because 
I my mom cut my hair and she basically just would put like a popcorn bowl around and just like <laughs> trim around and look like Mo, like Mo from the Three Stooges, you know. <laughs> I've got to see pictures of these. You, you keep saying then, these things, you never put any pictures up. God damn it! And then, uh, and then I when I got to high school, I started growing my hair. You know, I grew my hair long. Even when I got married, I had very very long hair. I had grew my, I had my hair down to my waist. Yeah. I look like a wild Indian, dude. Wild Indian from outer space, like DRI sang about. And uh, so, yeah, and then and then my hair started falling out, which was retarded. So I clipped it down real short. And then when it got real thin, I just started shaving it. So yeah, hmm. I uh, I go through my Dollar Shave Club razors like crazy. Dollar so you, Shave Club, $10 a month now. So that's what you use? You use one of those? You don't have one of those special head shaving devices? No, I've seen those. You know, I guess if those worked, I would probably do it like the ones where you just like put in your hand like a bar of soap yeah exactly yep yep and yeah, rub it all over yeah those. i don't know yeah anyway yes yeah, so this old polish <laughs> yeah, lady tried to get in and we kicked her the hell out and uh so i was so just to give you an idea so the store is probably i don't know from front to back 300 feet man i don't know i don't know what it is but you're gonna try to guess i see like square, you have to give it in square feet, but I would have no idea, right? Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. Mike, Mike can chime in what a square footage is. I don't know, but anyway, it was you know big what? Because... Should we, we should probably, if he wants to, because I know Mike's not a super big self promoter, but if he wants to, maybe he should come back on and talk about it a little bit. Definitely, at least just just have a real quick. Hey you man, know, actually, you know what? No, we'll get him and his wife on. We'll get them both on at the same time. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, that'll be fair because Jerry's lovely. Um, okay, but anyway, so there was there was fucking t- they because they'd already kind of set the shop up how they wanted it to be. So there was these, these figures were fucking everywhere. So it was like a, what's, what's that called when you're hunting needle in a haystack kind of thing? Mm. Um, trying to, I mean, you know, find this, expression. Yes. find this uh, fourth blink 182 band set that was hidden behind, you know, the, the TLC, uh, pop oh, figures or whatever. It, it was, uh, so I was running around from one end of the store to the other, like for three hours. So it took about three hours before I got all these things done and tagged. Mm while Mike was tagging and Jerry was checking other stuff. And then we tried to put up a TV in the corner and that failed miserably. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> so then, you know what, I'm going to play a song and then we'll, and, yeah. then we'll, and then we'll come back to this. Um, sure. It is, would have been Mark, Marky e. Smith from the fall. It would have been his birthday today. Mm. So I am going to play. He's been dead for only a couple of years, right? Uh, about four years. Yeah. I think 2018 okay. he died. Um, he died from bitterness. <laughs> and drunkenness man he was a big drinker oh was he yeah he was a very big drinker um so i'm gonna play an early song from the fall this song is called psycho mafia
That's the Pride of Manchester uh, with uh, Psycho the Fall with Psycho Mafia. So um, anyway, where was I? Oh yeah. So after three hours of doing this, man, my back is fucking killing me. I swear, because uh, I done like an idiot. I went out and did three and a half miles. That's in the you know it's seven o'clock in the morning, like I always do every Saturday. So my uh, I did like eleven or twelve thousand steps yesterday. So that was a lot. So anyway. Um, so how many steps does it take you to get your three and a half miles? You basically do a 5K. Yeah. On, you do that on Saturday and Sunday or just Saturday? Uh, depends how I feel. <laughs> and that depends on the weather too. Uh, so how many know, steps is that? That's about 7,000. Is that right? Mm-hmm. They say you're supposed to get 10,000 steps a day and three and a half mile jog is only 7,000? Yeah. Oh, I'm just going to die. I'm just going to die. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So my legs, death, Neil. my legs were killing me. Uh, so, uh, I was wearing Doc Martens too, which probably wasn't the best idea. I probably should have worn gym shoes. Yeah. You had to look good, didn't you? You had to I, look sharp. Hey, I always look sharp, man. When you're going out in public, I'm not like one of these sloppy kids these days where you've got oh, in their dude. fucking pajamas and fucking slippers. We, uh, we went to dinner yesterday before the show with Scott and his wife and we were downtown. It's just so packed in the main area, like where Stella's is. You've been down there with me, the pyramid scheme and all. It was just so packed. We couldn't even get down there so we went to this other place just like a couple blocks up but not nearly as popular of a neighborhood and these kids four like college age kids jump out of the suv in front of us every one of them is like wearing like joggers or sweatpants and it's just like is this what we do this is how we dress now when we're going to Dude, uh, it's it's pathetic actually yeah i mean i'm yeah. surprised how any of these kids get laid to be honest well because they make zero fucking effort i don't think they have enough testosterone you know because <laughs> i couldn't wear pants like that when i was young because you just got half a boner half the time, you know? I mean, you just, <laughs> and you had to wear jeans. You got to get something rigid to keep it, you know, like a, a, a man. Keep you know, it, remember keep when it I rigid. said I was trying to keep this family friendly, keep my grandma listened or something? Uh, Not yes. well, buddy. Not going well. Yeah, I, I get that. I get that. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so how did I get onto that? Jeez, I, I forget. Um, uh, what were we talking about, boners? Yeah, boners. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. My 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 aching legs and back. Um, oh yes, yes, yes. But I have to say, Mike is you know much much younger than me, and he was he was beat too. So, but of course yeah. he's been getting this store ready for for a week or two now. So you know he's been doing a lot of manual. Um, well, but anyway, a long ways out of the way for me, but I can't wait to get up there and check it out. Yeah, it's great. It's a great store. It's cool. I mean, I took some pictures. I'll put them up there because it really is a gorgeous store. So I'm planning. Actually, I said to him because he doesn't have any of his used records in yet. Um, so you gonna sell some stuff? He's gonna well, no, he's gonna no, he's gonna put them in this week, and then he has to tag them. So I told him I'm happy to come in after work because my work is real close to him. Yeah. So I'll be happy to come in after work so and help Thursday, him tag his, So his, his software was Thursday, which will probably be or said passed by the time people hear this. But what? Uh, so you're gonna try to go the opening soft opening? I am for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
That's cool. Yeah. Um, even though it sounds like a lot of people, even though no one else came to help yesterday, a lot of people said they were going to come to the soft opening. So we'll see. Well, and, and Mike has, you know, and, and it sounded like he might, you know, be up for doing some kind of an event. We yeah. might, maybe we'll do an event with him or something at some point. Well, he was talking about that yesterday. Okay. So after we got done and we decided we were done, after we put the, the TV on the wall wrong twice, we were getting punchy. <laughs> so we said we're going to fucking leave it. You so make we fun t- of us hillbillies, but we know how to do shit, Neil. <laughs> yeah. We know how to do shit. Well, maybe you can come up and help him. Um, so uh, him and Jerry were like, oh, you know what? We're going to we're gonna take you out to some of the bars in Highwood. So we got in Mike's car and we drove and we went to a brewery, um, a pretty newish brewery, actually. It's open. So Highwood is the town next door to, home, uh, to Highland Park. Highwood, Highland. Yep. Uh, so this is obviously Highwood is where all the working class people live. So all the ritzy people live in Highland Park and all the working ah. class people, because all the seem to be in home in, I keep saying Homewood, Highwood, as we were driving around, was like ghetto looking bars and liquor Check stores. places. And liquor stores. So <laughs> liquor that's stores. clearly where all the, where all the working class people Dollar live. generals. Yeah. Um, so we went to this brewery. Um, like I said, it's new, so it's pretty small. But man, they had decent stuff, and they had good food too. I think. Talking of beer, I think I'm getting one delivered to me right now. Thank you, Laura. Thank you very much. Nice. Oh, you're welcome, Neil. <laughs> Neil. Hey, look at people. How Neil lovely. does have. There are women in Neil's life. See, it. Uh, <laughs> those of you who thought it was only phantoms, and they bring me beer. It's His good. imagination. Yes, actually, it was Neil doing a fake voice. <laughs> Thank you, dear. <laughs> So um, anyway, say hi to Laura for me. She's our, unless she already left. But yeah, anyway, she already left. Yeah, she doesn't want to be on the show. Um, <laughs> so yeah, well, so neither we, do I know, but here I am. So we sat at the bar, probably about another four, four or five people in there, six people or something like that, and had beers. And Mike and Jerry know everybody. It seems like everywhere he's they go. a big food guy, right? Like, because uh, you know, just from being his friend on social media. What are you doing? <laughs> but but from watching him on social media, he's always he's a big food guy. He's a big pizza guy. But you know he loves to take pictures of his food, and he knows seems to know where to find good food around his place. Yeah, for sure. Um, and he's been involved in the Chicago scene for you know twenty years or something. So he knows sure. he knows a lot of people. But anyway, only so, twenty years. Uh, yeah, actually, it might be since the nineties, which would be thirty. No, years no, he's like because he's like in his real early forties, I think. So yeah. Uh, so we sat at the bar, had food, talked to the people in there. Had, the food was really good for a new place. And the food came up really fast, too. So that was good. We had a couple of beers in there. And then we were entertained because where the brewery is, there's like a there's like a metro station or something right there. And there was some guy that was high off his ass. I mean, just fucking tripping balls, man. He kept he was like dancing in the street and we thought he was going to get hit. He was dancing in the street. He had a man bun. He took that out. He was dancing, shaking his head around. Then he kind of walked up to the brewery. We thought he was going to come in, but no. Then he walked back again, and like fuck, he's going to fall on the train tracks. So, anyway, yeah, having a good time. Yeah. Anyway, so we tried to get him to come to the record store, but he wouldn't. No, <laughs> kidding. Um, Just kidding. We we're going to murder him. But from there, yeah, from there, because he was kind of a hippie, so you know. Uh, um, after we were done there, we went to another place called Beermiscuous. Which hmm. I guess again must be one of their one of their po- uh, friendly uh, one of their popular places or the places they go all the time because hmm. this place it's and I don't know if you have a place like this in uh, in Grand Rapids so they have a cooler that's got tons of local beer in it 
and you also have like 10 taps so you can get like local beer on tap too mm, so you can okay. either get cans or you can get or you can get some of the you know and they just have a lot of old couches and board games and stuff like that so mm, yeah. um but i swear that mike and jerry knew like everybody in the whole fucking place hmm. and they've already lived there like two years so hmm. i mean me i've lived here for 20 years and i don't know anybody you know <laughs> and you like it that way even though I did enjoy, I did enjoy the vibe though. It was a very, actually funny enough. I met a guy who works at AV there. Um, huh. Yeah. Who I think I've seen around AV now. And, but anyway, yeah. it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was a good night. And then I, then I left at about eight o'clock, I'd say. So yeah, it was, a, I had like eight hours over there. It was good. Oh, huh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I look forward to getting a chance to go. We get a chance to get over there and check that out. I yeah. Like I say, when. they I have really good I... stock. They have really good stock hmm. of stuff. I don't know when I'm going to be coming to the city you know you and i had this conversation earlier in the week where it's going to be a weird year for me and i'm definitely still going to go to a lot of shows but i'm really focusing on picking off a few bands before they die and i die you know kind of like a lot of my travel i think is going to be based around kind of like bucket list type stuff so well in that case you should come to rebellion because then you can knock them all off your list at once yeah (laughs) yeah Well, that looks like it's still that looks like it's still definitely going to happen for me. Uh, obviously, I wouldn't go the whole thing, but I'm definitely going to go to one now, or two nights. Weekend, I think. What weekend? What weekend is that again? It's oh, I think it's like the first weekend in August. Because I'm tentatively still planning. I, I plan to go to Savage Mountain again. And when is that? That's in September. Uh, right? That's no, it's uh, August uh, 11th, 12th, 13th, or 10th, 11th, 12th, something like that. Oh, okay. So it's like you know, I've really after. been struggling with these existential punk questions lately, Neil. So the night we went and saw the tossers last night, but uh, flogging Molly and Annie Flag were also playing at, at a much bigger room in town, which is weird. Like, I mean, that there's two like kelp punk shows in the same night, you know. Um, but uh, part of me wanted to go to the flogging Molly show because I thought it'd be better to write about since I'm still kind of writing reviews. Okay. Like the tossers, I don't know if I write it or not. I wrote about them last year when the crazy in the brains open, so I'm not sure that I'm gonna. Not sure that I'm gonna. I, I might. We'll see. We'll see how it goes tomorrow when I sit down on the computer. But, uh, um, but it's that same thing with the like the festival thing. Like I, I, I've let punk rock bowling go. All the club shows I want to go to are sold out now, so that makes it a lot easier. Um, but I want to have an authentic experience, and I want to support DIY punk rock. But I also, you know, you get drawn by the shiny things, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's kind of like, well, let's go to a minor league baseball game. They play a pure form of baseball that's much truer to the sport, and that's all fine and good. But at the end of the day, you want to watch Miguel Cabrera hit home runs. You know, it's still the star power, the sort of shininess. So even though my heart know or my brain knows that I should support X group of people, my heart still, you know, wanders to the well, I mean, acts or whatever shinier. I mean, we do we do go see a lot of uh a lot of smaller punk bands I mean, we do that all the time oh dude that's almost yeah. all i mean yeah. and this this year i mean that's that's almost all i'm going to do honestly yeah. yeah oh mike just chimed in his his record store is 1700 square feet oh okay yeah are you texting him while you're podcasting? Yeah, I am actually. Just well, I wanted to see that because I don't know. So that that explains why my feet and legs were hurting. Like I square feet. So that's okay. So that's like the size of a house. I mean, like a. Normal, I covered. Like, I covered every foot house. of it. Let's put it that way. There you go. Well, yeah. I will tell you what. Stretching. Unless you got something else on that topic, why don't you play another song? Okay. I am. Uh, no, Do you have any any theme to your songs today? The all uh, English nineteen seventy seven seventy eight ish. 
Because okay. I realized there's some bands I've never played on the show before. It which is, is funny, crazy. right? Yeah, because yeah, I have that same thing. Like, wow, how have I never played this? Yeah. And then I go, or did I? Well, you know what? I just I just updated the list because I still I still keep a track uh, a spreadsheet of every. Would you say we're we like played. at fifteen hundred songs or something? We're at fifteen hundred and forty songs we've played. Yeah. One. So if we ever do get sued, we are so screwed. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, so I'm gonna play. If we've never we've never played a song by nine nine nine. Do you realize that? I did not. So I am gonna. Play... I am not super familiar with nine nine nine. They're English. They are English. Yes, they're from London, okay. I believe. And what's their big they had a big like what was their big song uh feeling all right feeling all right with the crew maybe um hmm. homicide homicide, homicide probably is the I'm one you know yeah um, what are you gonna play i'm gonna play their first single i believe this is their first single this came on green vinyl which was unusual back in 77 78 okay. and this song's called nasty nasty there you go okay And no, before you guys uh, say it, that song is not about me. Uh, even though that was 999 with Nasty you Nasty. nasty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So one of their classics. I, I like a lot of their early singles. Their early singles were great. They actually did put out a new album. They're still going. And they put out a new album last year or the year before. And it was okay. It was nothing special, but it wasn't terrible by any means. Hmm. I, uh, I also, I did do a little record shopping yesterday. I... Uh, my daughter, my my younger daughter is my only child without a license yet. Mm-hmm. She's finishing up her sophomore year of high school. And while we're not in a necessarily huge hurry to get her license, I do want her to have it before she goes back to school okay. as a junior. Because, quite frankly, my wife doesn't like to drive her to school. It's a big pain in the neck. I, You Americans, I've lived here a long time, but some things still confuse the fuck out of me. You, you can't drink till you're 21. 
but you can drive you can drive lethal machinery at 16 it doesn't make any sense it doesn't make any sense you can't gamble well i mean what are you saying the driver's license age should be 21 yeah well if the drink it is yeah driver's license should be 18 at least or better still the drinking light the drinking age should come down to 18 and the driver's license age should be 18 you know the funny thing the 16 thing is insane it's much harder to get a driver's license now than when i was a kid it's much more regimented like we have to document 50 hours of her driving with us yeah but even still man 16 year olds make such bad decisions it's just not, it just seems like a I mean, weird age. I made age. a lot of bad decisions when I was twenty five, but yeah. So yeah <laughs> well, yeah, but uh, you know, you yeah. know, I, I'm I am forty nine and ten months old almost. Yes. And the Friday night we decided to stay in, and I had bought a bottle of vodka and made some very bad decisions just sitting here in my own house. What did you watch? Did you watch anything good? Um, you know, you know, what we're watching. It's so embarrassing because it's like a teeny bobber drama. It's called The Outer Banks. I, that's, we were, I've never heard of it, but it's a great name for a band. We were binging the Outer Banks. It's like this little strip of land in North Carolina. Okay. And it's this teeny bopper thing. Anybody who's watched it will know. They're laughing at me right now. It's hmm. very teeny bopper. I need to finish Ozark, too. That's next on my list. I need to finish Ozark. I have, hmm. I'm have. i into the last season. Mm-hmm. I think they had some Ozark figures yesterday. I was putting fucking tags on. I swear there was so many tags. I was. I felt like I was going cross-eyed by the end of this, You know, try, trying to hunt down some weird-ass figure from you know someone in ozark i had no idea who it was or some guy called uh like all the some of the some of the music ones like they have they had a bunch of oasis figures right so those were easy to tag some guy called young blood i had no idea what the fuck young blood is. is that a rapper or something i guess but he had like eight figures eight different ones so that's another thing too these guys that have like multiple figures so you got to mm. make sure that the sticker is the right the price tag is for the right one you know Ugh. yeah Anyway. anyway, so yeah, my daughter has been getting hours, needs to get hours in. So we just drive. We just need to drive somewhere. Like a couple weeks ago, I think I told you, we went to Lansing. And we hit a couple record stores. One of my favorite record stores is in East Lansing. called Flat, Black, and Circular. It's been there since the 70s. Great place. Right mm-hmm. on the college, right by the college campus. Um, yesterday, we went to a record store that I'd never been to. And I, it's shame on me. It's been there for six years. It's only like a half hour from my house. Uh, it's called Third Coast Vinyl in Muskegon, run by an old punk rocker. Great, great punk rock selection. Um, How far of a drive was that? Uh, maybe half hour. Muskegon, that is on the lake, right on Lake Michigan. Okay, is that where is that where we went yeah, to dinner that there. night? We've eaten there yeah, before. that was nice. That yeah, was nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's a weird community because it's a very much a working class, uh, blue collar factory type community, but there's the lake people too who have a lot of money. So it's, it's weird, but it's a cool little store and a cool little neighborhood. Actually. Um, my daughter was in hog heaven because there was this place next door called the Griffin's nest. Oh, uh, was it like and a it was, Harry Potter thing? Dude, it was two big rooms and the back room was just full of mouth breathers playing RPGs, role playing games. <laughs> and there were people coming in. There was kids coming in. Not people, kids. I mean, they were in their 20s. And they were, like, in full costume and everything. And they weren't even playing the games. I'm like, I, I'm like, Addie, they're not walking around like this, are they? She's like, I don't know. Maybe there's an event nearby or something. I'm like, oh, these people. I mean, I, I really am not much of a bully. But, man, I get, like, this weird adrenaline rush where I want to start beating on these nerds, man. Dude, it was so funny. Yeah, you like, like the guys in, in fucking Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> I mean, and I'm nerds. Like, stuff, you know, I, nerds. Nerds. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I grew up watching Star Wars and stuff. I'm not like, I mean, I was never like a hardcore science fiction guy or something, but I'm not anti-science fiction. 
But these kids, I mean, they're wearing, they're dressed like freaking medieval times or something. Dude, it's so funny that you mentioned that. Because yesterday morning, as I was going for my run, I'm running by this, this park by us, and I'm running by the park. And um, some, so there was some little kids playing soccer or something over there. And then some kid shows up. You go up. and just take their ball and just kick in their face. And like, <laughs> no, he's dressed goal, up. Goal. No, this, this guy shows up dressed. He looked older too, which was a little disturbing. And he's dressed in the full Harry Potter school uniform with a cape. Is uh, <laughs> get a cape and a wand? It's like, and, and meanwhile, there's also a basketball. So there's also a we're basketball so court there with like black black kids playing basketball. I was like, this kid's gonna get his ass fucking pounded <laughs> to him. <laughs> but I don't know. And and, and you yeah. had the you'd have the roof of the black kids beating on him. I mean, you'd have to <laughs> yeah. take the other side, right? Or even the little kids beating on. Him. I don't know. Yeah. And it was it was just so. You don't don't because he looked like he was about thirteen. He looked old enough to know better. You know, you know, let your he wasn't like seven. Fly. Whatever. I'm just I'm just talking. I'm just talking nonsense. I didn't beat up on any of these nerds. <laughs> sure, you did. Liar, <laughs> liar. You know, I just I don't I don't I, I just I, sometimes I don't recognize the world we live in, and that's 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 okay. It's not look, it's not our world. It belongs look, to where was here. All I know all I know is if anyone if anyone had shown up on the main streets back in when I was uh, in, in the seventies in a cape, I think. <laughs> imagine you're in high school, running off the street. I'm sitting there in high school. I'm wearing my my uh, Vietnam jungle surplus boots, my Levi's jeans, my black uh, motorcycle jacket that I got from that store at the mall for like a hundred bucks, just rigid as could be. And in comes my classmate sitting next to me, dressed like an animal with a tail, you know, furry costume. <laughs> yes, he's doing, and his teeth kicked in his throat. I was not a big person who beat on people a lot but i was definitely what you would probably call a psychological bully (laughs) i would have have almost certainly drove that person to suicide now did you know scott when when you were in high school yeah so you guys were buddies in high school oh there's pictures of us dude we were greasy as could be a couple of long hair greasy cigarette smoking dude i have i have to see these pictures the the podcast dessert demands demands these pictures like extras from the outsiders or something Oh, uh, because you got to know, uh, Tom is obviously bald as a coot, and so yeah. and so is Scott. Scott. Scott's got a full beard now too, so he's really taking on a weird, weird oh. look. Wow. But yeah, I see old pictures of me too. I, you know, wearing either like a Levi's jean jacket or a black leather jacket. But it was always like, oh man, I, I love that DRI T-shirt, or oh, that was a cool Doors T-shirt I had. I always had like you know, yeah, the cool rock and roll T-shirts or whatever. Yeah. They're probably worth a shit ton now. So yeah, they probably are. They're probably all like large, size large, and I have been a two X for quite a few years now. Yeah, but even a, matter of fact, the two X are really struggling to cover the bottom of my belly at this point. So I, I don't know. It's dude, a size large in the eighties or nineties it would be like a size small today. Yeah, everything yeah. is so much cuts so much bigger today. Yeah, I just can't to keep changing brands so I don't have to change size. I just keep have to find brands that have bigger pants in my in you know, my size. <laughs> So it says two X, but it's actually a four X. Exactly. You get these, you know. People say, "Oh, you, you, got, you got skinny jeans. You got skinny jeans." I'm like, they were normal jeans when I bought them, but then I made them. The, they became skinny jeans. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Uh, oh boy. Well, so that was our I, weekend, I guess. So we, oh, oh yeah. How did we get onto that? Because you were talking about the record store in Muskegon. Oh, I was just saying I went to a new, I went to a new record store. It was a pretty cool place. Maybe maybe when you're here uh, next time, we'll run up there. I mean. The thing, the problem is, I'm spoiled with Vertigo because Vertigo has a a tremendous inventory, just yeah. amazing inventory, and the prices are really good. Well, I'll tell you what, let's. Talk. And I know the owner, and he almost always gives me a good deal. So, so, and I'm having a little sticker shock because the, the, I mean, most record stores now, you wouldn't buy a record. It's it's like thirty dollars. It used to be twenty. You know now it's oh, thirty. I have to say, yesterday in the record store, most of the new records were tagged at twenty three. 
which isn't bad at all, right? Oh, that's not bad days. at all. Yeah. yeah. So good, good, good on you, Mike. No, I'm, 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 and listen, you know, and this thing, you know, people like Mike or Matt, listen, I don't care. You know, if I'm in Logansport, I don't care if Matt's records are $2 more than my normal store. You know what I mean? I, I don't care. I'm, I like supporting good people doing good things. But by the same token, so many records now are like $40. Right. It's insane. Well, it's, I bought this Alice Cooper. I bought a, the only thing I bought, I've really got into mode where I only buy one or two things at a time mm-hmm. just because I, I don't need anything, you know? Yeah. So I, and I bought Alice Cooper killer. I think it's from 72, 73. It's I can original. remember my brother having that album. The original, it's got yeah, a snake, snake on the cover, right? right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So good, man. And those see records from that era too. The stereo is so lively on them. Like you put that on. It's like, there's so much going on on both sides of the, Buddy, that's what I always tell you. Those original pressings sound so much better well, than a lot of the newer original, pressings. This, this is definitely not original pressing. I, I don't even think it's the pressing as much as just the 70s, the way they recorded. You know? But anyway, I bought that, and it was it was like 30 bucks. Yeah. It was it was pretty funny because so we went out for this drive, and my daughter-in-law's uh, birthday is yesterday. I think she turned 25. So we had to pick up a few things. We got a gift card for a restaurant, a you know, my wife made up a little basket for her, like women tend to do. You know, you can't just give somebody a gift. It has to be like a basket of garbage, you know. <laughs> and uh, I go to this, Chicken eggs, dead rabbits. This, well, it was like a <laughs> candle and a bottle of wine and a gift card. You know, whatever. It, it's it's all good. But uh, they go to the record store and it was had like that newer style of pay system. They didn't print your receipt or anything. We emailed you the receipt. Okay, cool. Uh, I get a text within minutes saying... I didn't know Shana needed to do record for her <laughs> birthday. Oh shit! She's looking. She's looking at what my, you're spending. Because my wife's email is what the receipt went to. Wow. So anyway, it yeah. was okay. Yeah, whatever. You have to watch she's out like, for that one. She's like, save that receipt. That's a write-off for the LLC. Yeah. If you talk about it on the oh, podcast, look, that's look a write-off. At, so. Look at that one of my other. <laughs> Lydia's now walked in with a beer as well. It's not open, is it? No. Okay, good. Because mom brought me one. Well, too fucking late. You got another one. Oh, well, that'll be great. Three. Wow, Neil, this, I, you're living the dream, man. Talk about living the dream. <laughs> Thank you, hon. All right. We're just delivering you beers. Yeah. I can't beat I mean, this. is a pizza too much to ask for? Maybe a sub sandwich or something? <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so we'll have a serious question. Because Mike is baffled as to what to do. And okay. I gave him my best advice. But, okay, so right now we have the records set out kind of by genre so he has a punk section he has See, a metal that's section he has a... that's what i prefer yeah well yeah but okay so we get into those same questions that we got into when i was in vertigo when i oh, asked my the guy yeah, yeah. like where do you yeah. put the clash where do you put the ramones where yeah. do you like you say indie like what's indie these days how do you know what's in indie and what's nobody's you know? indie so indie's, indie's bs so jerry was like oh, maybe we should just do it fucking alphabetical and just if you're looking for uh, the Ramones, if you're looking for the Ramones, you look under R. Well, at least you know where to go then, right? You go to R for the Ramones. I, I personally, I prefer a, a dedicated punk section because that's generally what I want to buy. And metal, same thing. I want a dedicated metal section. I kind of hate it when I go to a store and everything's mixed in. Because I don't necessarily want to go through your entire inventory, you know? So that would have to be... So, yeah. So if you're doing that, it would, you'd have to be targeted and know what you're looking for. Well, so but you, it was... Because you're not going to go way through Z. The conversation, we had with, the conversation we had with John, him having worked in record stores for many years, they just had learned... And I don't remember... And I might be getting this backwards or something like this. Like, you know, he's like, if you put Deep Purple in the metal, it'll sell. If you put it in the regular... You know what I mean? It was... 
like which go in which like at vertigo like mc5 and the stooges were in with the rock records and so were the clash yeah then that, and, the and, and that's were where it came too? up yeah the clash and okay that, that's why i asked in the first place so the clash yeah. So okay, so that actually tells you more about the buyer than anything else, you know. Yeah. That 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 Clash records are selling to a mainstream buyer, and I think that's actually part of the reason I've I, I the Clash have become my least favorite of the big three over the years. And I don't think it's their fault as much as the fact that so many people who like the Clash, that's like the only punk band they like. Yeah. And I've become sort of resentful of the hipster element. Because the hipsters are also the ones who say, oh, the Sex Pistols are a boy band, not knowing their head from a hole in the ground. You know? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's some annoying punks who say that too, but they, I think they say it just Well, like... I think it's just because they dislike Johnny Rotten so much. Yeah. I mean, don't let the truth get in the way of a good joke, you know? Yeah. So it's either ignorance or, or just the hipster thing to say. Um, well, and it's, 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 it's you know, there's, there's certain targets that have become soft targets that everybody – thinks they can go after without any ramifications unless neil's online then he's gonna argue with you and <laughs> i'll tell you what's what johnny rotten and morrissey become the soft targets <laughs> yes because johnny rotten said something about something that could be that was sort of positive about trump of course they didn't put in any kind of context you know nobody right. can actually read the whole thing they're just gonna lift one little quote yep. and if you've read the whole context i doubt you'd actually disagree with them but uh Anyway, it's it's interesting. And once again, give me a punk rock provocateur, not a pussy. Everybody's a pussy now. Everybody's afraid to offend their sponsors. Well, if you didn't have sponsors and you were doing things the right way, you wouldn't have to be worried about everything you said. You know what people have to make you can these make days, Tom? About shooting the president without worrying about it. Punk rockers should make a defiant pose. And that's what we're going to play. We're going to play Defiant Pose by the Cortinas. Never heard of them. There you go. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll describe them when I come back. Right. Cortinas, Defiant Pose. Thank you. 
All right, that was the Cortinas with Defiant Pose. And the Cor- I think it was from like 77, that was their first single. And the Cortinas, um, they had a couple of singles, and I believe they had one really good album. And the reason anyone really ever knows them is because the sing, uh, the guitar player, I should say, went on to join The Clash in that, late, that last version of The Clash, the Cut the Crap version of The Clash. Uh, okay. um, he was in the band Pete, Pete something. I forget his last name. When they expanded to a five-piece. five-piece, or... yeah. They expanded to a five-piece. And actually... I, I I could argue this till the cows come home, but actually they sounded better because Joe stopped playing guitar. Mm. And so they had two real guitarists and Joe could just concentrate on the vocals. And they actually, the old songs sound much better and it brought out a lot of different things in some of the old songs. So when they played live, you're saying like the old songs. Yeah, yeah. If you could hear any of the live tapes from when they from when they were playing then that, with, with that, that last lineup. Did not, that didn't last long, right? That it, wasn't... Probably a year. And then they did cut the crap and the whole thing fell apart. Um even though it well, it really wasn't any of those guys playing on the album "Cut the Crap," it was uh, pretty much just Joe was the only member of the band. Cut the Crap is it. terrible. I know you've kind of no, I swear, dude, softly, the songs. I know the, you've softly defended it because there's a remix like a, a bootleg, yeah, like that somebody just did at home. Yep, making it sound like Clash songs, and it's pretty cool. But that wasn't what they released, you know. Well, the, and that and that's all the manager because the band had basically broken up by that time. So that was all yeah. the manager putting all the electric crap in there and chants and hand claps and shit. So the songs are actually good. It's just a shame that it was completely buggered by uh, shit production from the manager. Stupid bastard. You know, two two things while I'm thinking of it. One, the other thing I'll say about that third coast final, they had a lot of seven inches very well organized. So okay, so how how but even that? those are ten, eleven bucks, you know. It, it, seven inches are expensive now too. But they had a nice they had some cool seven inches in there. They had like the and all their represses, most of them were new, but how were they organizing their stuff? Uh alphabetically. But there wasn't there wasn't so many of them, you know, like there were LPs. So it was alphabetical then. Here's the thing there. The thing I'll say about this place, they they didn't have a separate punk section. They did have a metal section. Mm-hmm. They didn't have a separate punk section, but it was so punk heavy okay. in general. It was so curated, you might say, towards our taste mm-hmm. that it didn't bother you so much. You know? I, mean, I mean, that's what Loud Pizza is as well. And Mike has a lot of those, um, we'll call them fan club editions. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> so you know, albums that you that would are out of print. I but... saw the one, like the last one he was put on our page was that because I know you got a couple of these from him. They're doing like fan club editions of the Graves era. Misfits. Yeah, Misfits. I saw yeah. he's got cuts from the Crypt, which was like the yep. like the B sides album. B sides, yeah, B side and yeah, and demos and stuff. They have. Recorded. I got all that stuff on CD. That was very much CD era, right? Yep. That was late nineties. Yep, I've got that on CD too. I got it from yeah. Coconuts, I believe. <laughs> Nice. In Chicago. Um, but yeah, he has that. He has Famous Monsters. And um, what's the other one? Uh, with Dig Up Our Bones. What the uh, that was American Psycho. American Psycho. He has he has all that stuff. So if you're into that Misfits type stuff, he has a lot of the Danzig. Uh, we, are, fan... we are in the golden era of Misfits bootlegs. He had this star I was at the other day. He had all the singles. Yeah. Oh, was that right? They had the horror Halloween business and all and, that shit. Okay. I mean, they're all 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 uh, fan club. Yeah, Bullet. Yeah. Bullet one. Some of them had such great co- – you know, the Bullet has that great yeah. JFK cover with the – There you go, with the president it. again. You can't stop killing the president, can you? I, I can't. I mean, I, I wasn't born yet, so I won't take responsibility for that one. <laughs> I can't and unlike, for that unlike one. Hinkley, uh, that guy was a great shot, man. Yeah. Assuming it was him, right? Did we want to get into that whole thing. I, I don't know. I never really – I and that's one thing I would say. I, I'm a big history buff, but I never really dove into that too much. Yeah. 
I mean, it seems like it would be a pretty incredible shot from that distance. I mean, incredible. But, you know, hey. Hey, man. I'm a, I'm a bit of a sharpshooter myself. What did some... <laughs> What did someone say about about Jackie Kennedy in that situation? There's some terrible joke about yeah, you can always bank on a woman to start running away when you need her the most or something. Oh, <laughs> something awful. Um, yeah, how the fuck did we get onto that? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So their stuff is alphabetical because Mike was really you know wondering what to do. He was really in a quandary about it. As to, you know, if I come into the store, how would someone know where to find stuff? So he actually was putting the bootleg Ramones, bootleg, uh, fan club edition Ramones stuff in the punk section, and he was going to put the regular Ramones stuff in the rock section. And I'm, like, right? I'm like, huh. no, I don't think so. I think you want to have all your Ramones stuff together. Because yeah. then people might yeah, think that's want... all you have, you know? Cause, well, yeah, because if I hit one section, I'm not going to assume that there's more elsewhere. Exactly, exactly. So I, I told him that, so... Anywho. So that I was kind of one of the record store day things that's coming out is the Ramones. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that. Pleasant Dreams demos. Yes. And I've seen those floating around as pleasant demos or something. Yeah. And a bootleg. And I have but that. Actually, I bought that. Coming out, you have that pleasant demo? I do. Yeah. So I liked what I heard of that because it was definitely more less produced, kind of yep. a raw or more Ramonesy sound. It was. Classic yeah. Ramones sound. Yep. But I noticed the track list is not exactly the same. So it's not it, – it, they definitely – the one that's – the official release that's coming out, which I can't remember what they're calling it, Pleasant – is it just Pleasant Dreams? Something mixes, yeah. Yeah, alternate mixers. So, yeah. yeah. It's not the same track listing. So – because I noticed that it's got – and it has a couple songs that didn't make the record, which would be interesting to me. Well, also, a lot of the tracks didn't have the final name. So the track will be the same track. It's just got a different name to it. Oh, that could, okay. Yeah. Well, I noticed that they were advertising it as a couple of previously unreleased things. So, but yeah, I guess that just because it's previously unreleased doesn't mean it was, uh, you know, not a song that's. But yeah, it, it's it's interesting. I might pick that up. The big one for me for Record Store Day, Neil. I have I have an old beat up copy of the first Gen X album, and I see they're reissuing that. That's such a classic record. I would like. It to pick is it up. on yellow vinyl too. For some reason, I don't know why it's on yellow vinyl, but it is. So that's good. So yeah, so actually this record store day is actually one of the better ones I've seen recently. So I'll give a list of some of the stuff that I saw on the list. I still think you're wrong. I, I still don't think I necessarily agree with that, but there was a few things on there that but that the like I said, the Gen X thing for me is the the one that if I get one thing, that would be the one. Okay, so there was an addicts album on there, which I guess had never been on vinyl before. Uh, the addicts. Um Man, talk about a band you really I, I like the addicts, but you really could like a greatest hits album would be great from the addicts. Yeah, I think I I think I agree with that, and I think if I had a choice between the addicts and um, Jesus, why am I drawing a blank right now? Jesus Christ, I just saw them. What the fuck is the matter with me? Oh, lower class brats. Thank you, lower class brats. If I had a choice between the two, because they're both into the clockwork orange. Yeah, I think I'd go lower class brats personally. Um, anywho, uh, we're so the new seditionaries, Neil. We're the new seditionaries. Agnostic Front reissue of United Blood, the first single. See that's that's pretty cool, but I think they're doing like a double LP version, aren't they? Or like with demos and some other stuff yeah, on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, did you ever like the Donnas? You know, I have maybe like three of their albums on CD. Because they've got a compilation of their early singles. And actually, Mike was telling me yesterday the reason That's they... That's all their lookout stuff. The reason they've done this is because I guess there was a fan club version of this floating about. So, uh, they, so they decided to try and get some money from it and do that. I wonder if that's why they're doing the Ramones one, too. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. That's exactly what I was thinking. Beat the bootleggers, man. Yep. 
like Bob Dylan. So Generation X, like you just said, the debut album is coming out on yellow vinyl for some reason. Um, Did you does okay? Are you looking at the listing right now? I am. Well, uh, the stuff that I pulled off of it that I thought was interesting. Does not it the full say listing. how many copies they're doing of that? Of which? Of the of the Gen X thing. The Generation X thing was the only one that didn't say how many they were doing. Because some of them I saw were like seventy five hundred copies of. That's a lot. Yeah, that Ramones Pleasant Dreams is seventy five hundred. Yeah. yeah, that's a lot of copies. Yeah. That shouldn't be too hard to come by. Yeah, like the Agnostic Front is three thousand. The Donners, the Donners is only the Donners is only fifteen hundred. So. Even that three thousand for Agnostic Front. I mean, I get it. Agnostic Front's a big name, and that is a classic album. But man, well, I don't know if they're still. I don't know if that big of a name because they, you know, they just about play to play Chop Shop when they're here. So I mean, not Chop yeah. Shop. They played. Uh, Jesus Christ! Why is it matter with my brain today? Maybe when it's they all were these beers, they people keep me. Only holds a couple hundred, and they were with sick of it all. Yeah, Cobra Lounge. Yeah, I was sick of it all. Yeah, Cobra Lounge is about two hundred. That's such up, a yeah. solid lineup. I'm so sad I missed that, but yeah. it just didn't work out. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, getting back to this list, there's a Who's Could Do live album. Very early stuff, seventy nine, eighty. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't to, know if I need that or not. Yeah, to be honest, I mean, that's I like probably Who's Could Do, but I don't know if I need that. Well, especially the early stuff is pretty unlistenable. To be honest, it wasn't what they turned into. Um, off. Yeah, I like their three SST records. Those, the New Day Rising, Zen Arcade, and what's the other one? Flip Your Wake. Those three are the essential to me. Who's gonna do albums? Uh, I like the no Metal Circus. That. Metal Metal Circus is the is the essential. You think Metal Circus? For sure, hundred percent. Yeah, best thing they ever huh. did. Best thing they ever did. Um, you oh, see, no, and you no, see that what's his name? The best no, dude, Zen Arcade has got so much useless noodling on it. A oh, double it album? It works together so well. No, beast, playing stuff backwards. You got to be kidding me. Why I the know, fuck are they doing works. that? It works. Neil. Yeah, maybe when it was when you were in your trippy dippy yeah, long hair face. Oh, I'm talking about that though. The guy died, didn't he? The producer. Oh, Spot. Yeah, died yeah, yesterday. I, I didn't read anything, but I saw Jake or somebody posted it on our group that. Yeah, he died yesterday. I think. Integral to that early SST stuff, even though I mean, sometimes I wonder if he should be held responsible for some of those clunky sounding records. But when the book, he said the the book that was from the guy we interviewed, can't think of his name. Run, but, uh, uh, Runyon, Run, Jim. Runyon? Runyon? <laughs> we, we organize this show really well, don't such we? Such a nice guy. <laughs> well, we're off the yeah. cuff. What what Jim Ruland. Jim Ruland. Ruland, Ruland, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, he was saying in that book that Spot had no idea what he was doing at the beginning, and he was just drafted in because he was in the studio at the time or something. <laughs> he had uh, a four-track, yeah. So, uh, oh yeah, getting back to the list, so there's an off thing. Um, yeah, that's just like a, okay, it's... Oh, it's like an EP to complement the LP that just came out. Yeah, so it's 2,300 copies. Have you got the new off LP? No, not really interested, to be honest. Have you got their old stuff or no? I do. I got the first couple of things, and that's all I need. So I have everything they've ever put out, studio stuff. Yeah. Um, And I don't know why I don't... Same thing. I don't know why I didn't rush out and buy this. I'm sure I'd enjoy it. A lot of people had it like as album of the year, and I just... It's it's weird when I like the band, and then all of a sudden, they don't put something out for a couple of years, and I'm just like, eh. Well, isn't this, anyway. isn't the band almost like a completely different lineup now? Uh, rhythm section. Okay. Same guitar player. Yeah. I think the guitar player is the engine that drives that band. Yeah. Because Keith... Dimitri Dimitri Coates or something his name is. Okay. Dimitri. Hmm. Give him a pass on. I that know one. it sounds pretty suspect. But yeah. Could be a man in a dress. So then we've got your Ramones, Pleasant Dreams, 
Pleasant Dreams mixes, uh, which is funny because, you know, a lot of people, I mean, I love Pleasant Dreams personally, but a lot of people don't rate Pleasant Dreams at all. Eh, uh, I, I, I I feel like it, it has a lot of good songs on it, but the, it was a little overproduced, I think. Well, a, little too much, a little too much nonsense. You know, it was produced by, right? Was that the 10 CC guy? It was. It was yeah, 10 CC. Yeah. Uh, Goldman and what's his name? Yeah. Um, in, they had in, such in Stockport, a weird, Manchester. Yeah. They had such weird producers because they, you know, the early days they had they had mostly did it in house, and those records are so great. And then they went to these outside producers, and they just it just was never as good. Didn't know how to produce them. They yeah. should have just let Tommy produce every single thing they yeah. ever did. It's true, man. That's true. But they were trying to break through to the next level and i mean if phil Spector can't break you through the next level you're not going to the next level right well i guess they did it a lot i mean bands did it a lot in those days like the dead boys second album didn't they get who did they oh. get someone from like blue oyster cult or some shit i think it was the dude from mountain mountain that's it it was uh it was the clash who went with a uh, guy from blue oyster cult i okay. believe for the second album yeah well yeah. it is funny because you know in the u.s the clash might have opened for blue oyster cult yeah you know they had all these weird you know, I mean, Ramon's famously open for Black Sabbath. Well, no, you know who opened for Blue Oyster Cult? This is true. The Jam on their first tour of the U.S. opened for Blue Oyster really? Cult. Can you imagine anything weirder than that well, <laughs> long-haired thing... fucking bell-bottom hippies going well, to see Blue Oyster that, Cult and the Jam show up? But Blue Oyster Cult have all these, like, like vaguely occultic songs about astronomy and all this crazy crap right yeah and the jam come on dressed yeah, in suits we are the, you know <laughs> do it like do it like yeah in the modern world and in the city and stuff all the things about london yeah it yeah. didn't go down too well yeah and then it's like we're, we're supporting our new album tales from the tele, tele telegraphic ocean or whatever that's <laughs> that, that was yes but i get your point yeah but you know it's yeah yeah and, yeah, yeah. and, and, and uh but boc you know i i saw boc at, at a little club here in gr and it's literally like like wow they have those three great songs the rest of their stuff must be great too or not <laughs> don't fear the reaper is the only one i know right don't fear the Re uh godzilla oh don't know that one history tells us again and again how nature responds to the folly of man godzilla and what was it oh burning for you that was the other one. Oh, don't know either of those dude i'm living for giving the devil his due i'm burning i'm burning i'm burning for you in a city i have a thousand things i want to say to you oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if the jam got into a fist fight with them, knocked their Dude, wigs off. Burning for you is such a great song. I hate to say it. Wow. I mean, in the city's a great song too. But I'm living for giving the devil his due. And eh, eh. I'm burning, I'm burning, I'm burning well, for you. I tell you what, you can probably see him at Taste of Skokie next year. Come down and rock out to the hot sounds of Blue Oyster Cult. funny when you moved out of Skokie. I'm like, I remember Scott and I were having like our existential moment. We're like, hey, we'll probably never come back to Skokie. <laughs> no, Neil's left Skokie. There's no reason for us to come here unless you want to go to a coffee shop where they appear to be planning a jihad there's really no reason to go to skogie <laughs> well actually the mall is in skogie that we go that you stay you, you stay in the at the hotel in skogie that's good yeah we have but yeah. we probably never will again oh that's true yeah. that's a decent hotel though i mean that's a decent mall no no it was really there. and as a matter of yeah. fact it was i have it's really like two skogies because you were like downtown it was a little like sketchier and yeah. then out by the other it was real nice actually yeah. i mean it's yuppie but yeah there's talk Where's they're the gonna there's talk they're gonna put train tracks so the L is gonna go all the way out there. Don't know if that's huh? ever gonna actually gonna happen, but um and again, how the hell did we get onto that? I am not quite sure. I don't know. Oh record store that yes, record store. So the thing I'm most oh, yeah, excited right. about is uh they are gonna do a remixed version of the only Rich Kids album, Ghosts of Princes and Towers. Really? Because that was famously uh the pr production on that is terrible. 
So they only did the one record. They they had three singles, one record, and all the singles. Okay, so remind us, Rich Kids was Glenn Matlock. Remind us who the Rich Kids were. Uh, Glenn Matlock, uh, Midgeur, who went on to be in, uh, actually, a lot of bands, but Ultravox was when he got his biggest fame to to fortune, And he did, and solo too, right? Yes, and some solo stuff. He was in Thin Lizzy for a hot minute too, believe it or not. Yeah. Um, Steve New. And I can't remember the fourth guy. Um, Steve, Who are you forgetting the drummer? Steven. Well, they got to be very big in the after after the rich kids folded. Steve knew and the other guy I can't think got went on to be uh, famous in the uh, London Blitz Kids circuit. Like. Uh, hmm. Like who would that be? Like Visage, oh the New Romantics, that kind of shit. Uh, uh, Culture okay. Club, some of that in that scene. Wow, yeah, hmm. not my scene, but that's yeah, right. yeah. So, uh, but anyway, they uh, they did the one album, and it's a classic album, but it was badly produced. So they're gonna do a re a remix of that. I mean, is it so. legitimately good, or is it just like nostalgia good? I love it. I absolutely love it. It was one of the. That's not well, what I asked you. I didn't ask you. If you <laughs> well, I think. Well, I, I think it's it good. good. <laughs> I, I mean, the singles are classic. Rich kids and uh, Ghosts huh. of Princes and Towers, just classic. Let's see singles. if I can. I'll see if I can Spotify that. Matt Matt Locke's a great a great songwriter. I mean, he is. He just is. He's yeah. a gentleman and he's a great songwriter. So, you know, hmm. yeah. And Mid Year does what he does. He's Scottish. Huh. What can you do? But so anyway, he shagged she- shag sheep. Yes. So I'm definitely going to pick that one up. That's a tw- that's twenty five hundred. It's gonna be hmm. that ghost. So, uh... where's your okay? Where's your go-to for record store day? Jeez, oh, I really don't have one. I've been buying. I've I was been buying say, stuff off the web. I think you've been doing that thing where you we have friends and yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, <laughs> which I, mean, I think is illegal. So we won't tell anybody who our friends are because I'm pretty sure there's lots of rules regarding re- record store day. Is a bunch of fascists, man. I'm actually. I should ask Mike if he's even can be involved in it. I don't know if he can or not. Um, uh, I don't know why not. If he planned ahead but yeah it might be well what was josh from brad girlfriend telling us a couple weeks ago he's like they have a lot of rules but like you have to when you apply like months ahead of time you have to already have your records yeah yeah well, like they, hmm. they which is funny because didn't like last year they have like had to still have an auxiliary day because a lot of people couldn't have their stuff in time well then they delay it because there was some didn't they delay delay record store days because there was so all, much stuff the wasn't delays. ready yeah they still ended up pushing it back yeah all there was a th- all they added another record store day or this something, year didn't they? this year it's april well during the pandemic they did like three days or something to make it smaller and mm-hmm. but it's the 22nd i think of april this okay year? All right, twenty second. It's because I had to work that weekend, and there's a pretty good show in town, so I don't know what I'm going to do. I'll probably get over there on. I, like I said, I really do want that Gen X thing. I might be able to pull a couple strings. We'll see. You know where I went to last year? I went up to Siren. Siren had a. Sh- they do it really good for record store day. I mean, obviously yeah. they, have clout, they have crowds outside, but they they somehow managed to get a ton of each release. So I was able to get what I wanted there without it, without a problem a couple of days later. Yeah. Vertigo is the same way. They get a ton of them. I mean, even I remember I, I last year, I got a couple of things for you, like even a day or two later. Yeah. What was it? Was it the Ramones? Was it a Ramones thing? Or what, it was the, the Joey Ramone thing. I think. Yeah. The Joey Ramone. So yeah, the Joey Ramone. And then maybe, the but I think when you and I went in there, I think they still had that like live, the live album that you yeah. wanted, the roundhouse or whatever it was. Yep. Oh, that, yeah, it's good. That one too. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, because I think, like I said, I think they have a lot of rules about it as far as no holds. And I don't know if those are store rules or most stores just like, hey, man, first come, first serve. But maybe you have a friend who accidentally leaves one behind the counter or something. And, oh, there's one left. I forgot. I missed that one until you came in. 
Uh, so we'll see what we can do. Yeah, but I'm sure we'll be able to get them one way or another. I'm sure we'll be able to get the yeah, ones. Yeah, you, you, you buy them on Discogs two weeks later for 90 bucks. Yeah, you can. And then people realize they're not selling, and then two weeks after that, they're back down to 25 or whatever. It is funny because there's a, a record store in town here, not Vertigo so much as there's a different one that I love. To, they've just moved. It's a cool, cool record store. Not as good as Vertigo, but it's cool. Um, but they have like a section of old record store day releases. Oh, yeah. A lot, yeah. Of, them are, a lot of them are like half off. Yeah, a lot of those ones that were clearly shouldn't have been reissued on Record Store Day. Well, I remember I bought, I had the one, and you and you'd never heard of it, which I thought was funny. It was called the Urban Dogs, and it was like a bunch of like UK subs guys or something. And they put oh, that this, was Charlie Harpy, yeah, 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 yeah. They put out this beautiful double like red LP for Record Store Day, and I ended up buying it for like nine bucks. <laughs> For like what the a, double LP. What a surprise that nobody had heard of that. Yes. Well, it had some. It had some. They did some uh, UK sub songs. It's it's good. I mean, it's it's cool. I mean, it's a good record. It's just. I mean, it's not like never mind the bollocks or something, but it's a good record. But yeah, I bought a double LP for like ten bucks, nine bucks or something. Yeah. So well, anyway, still a day. Yep. All right. What are we doing for songs? Are we? You've got you, you've got one more song. I've got one more song. Okay, why don't you play yours? All right, so this is another band from uh, 78. This is a band from Wolverhampton who never got famous, even though they should have done, um, because I think this single, their debut single, uh, was like a double A side, and both sides are absolutely fantastic, and they're they're up there, top 20 of punk singles of that genre, of that time, I think. Uh, The Mm. band is called Neon Hearts, and the song I'm going to play is called Regulations. So uh, tell me what you think. It's got some of that crazy saxophone like X-Ray Specs had. So, um, yeah, this is Neon Hearts with Regulations. Thank you. 
All right. I hope you all dug that. That was Neon Hearts with regulations. Dig that wacky wacky sax. So what was I going to say about... Oh, yeah, I know. So when they released that, for whatever reason, like record labels back then used to try and do wacky things to get the things noticed, right? So they decided to put that... It was a seven-inch single. But for whatever reason, they decided to put it in an eight-inch sleeve. Hmm. Which, yeah, would gets it noticed. That's but nobody, But nobody can put it in their bins because it's yeah. too fucking big. It doesn't fit. So I think it didn't do particularly well because of that. And I actually bought a reissue of it because I didn't want to have that stupid 8-inch sleeve that doesn't fit anywhere. So, um, But yeah, yeah, that's a great fucking song. And they put out one album. And the album is fantastic too. Um, so yeah, Neon Hearts, look out for that. I'm sure you all like that, what you were hearing. So. Hmm. That was that. We actually played the Ace at one of the other A-sides before. There was a really early show, though. Like, I think I had you listen to it or something. It was like mm. show five when we were still doing that thing. We were recommending bands to each other. Neil, it's, you know, it's funny. We go back to 2020 when we were so optimistic about going to a bunch of shows. And then, of course, we kicked in the groin and all our shows got canceled and stuff. Man, it seems like 2023 is poised to be a really a very good year for shows again. You think so? Because I mean, uh, I, I do. Everybody is moving around this spring again. Moving around. Well, yeah, uh, like that big tour. So, like a punk rock bowling and a riot fest. Even if you don't go to those things, it gets a lot of bands moving. You know. Yeah. So, like the the tour that I was going to go see in 2020 in Detroit, they're doing Chicago too. GBH. Oh yes. MDC. Yep, that's right. Three, the three, all they need is DRI in there and DOA. Yeah. Yeah, they just announced that one, didn't they? It's going to be well, and that was supposed to be 2020. We were mm-hmm. going to—I was going to go see that because I've never seen GBH, and I, like I said this year is, I think, going to be a lot about trying to tick bands off my bucket list. And and uh, they're playing Detroit on Saturday, and they're doing the Metro on Sunday. Yeah, that Metro gig is going to be class. In fact, I should buy tickets for that soon because that might sell out. Because Metro isn't so? that big. Metro isn't that big. Um, so the the place they're playing in Detroit is much smaller. Oh, is interesting. Okay. Um. And I, you know, I'm probably this Sunday coming up going to go see Dropkick Murphys. I really don't give a rat's ass about seeing Dropkick Murphys, for being honest. Yeah. But Scott wants to go. And I'm probably, I've drugged him to so many shows that he just doesn't care about, that he just will go for fun, that I feel like I have to be a good sport. So I'm going to go see Dropkick Murphys, and I'm probably going to drag him to see that show in Detroit. Who were they, who were Dropkick Murphys playing with? Uh, you know, obviously they're headline. They're playing the big 2,000-seat corporate venue, $10 beer place here in town. They normally tour with, with, with other good bands, though. Who are they, you know, who they're playing with? Um, oh, oh yeah, yeah, the Rum Jacks are playing with them. Who are, you're going to see on... Uh, yeah, on Saturday. Friday night. They're cool. They're, ha- they're three-quarters Australian, and the singer is from Boston, I think. Yeah, it's Friday. Not, I mean, it's Saturday, not Friday. Saturday, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, yeah. they're cool. They're fun. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, the infamous... Tom falling down in the mosh pit mm-hmm. story from last year. That was Flatfoot 56 and the Rum Jacks playing at my beloved pyramid scheme here in Grand Rapids. Okay. Slipperiest, slipperiest floors in all of Grand Rapids, you know. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that one this Saturday. Criminal Kids. Yeah. I, the Drowns, especially. It's the funny because I know, I know you like the Criminal I mean, the Criminal Kids are a cool band, kind of in the same vein as like uh, Ravagers or Poison Boys, you know, kind of a punk mm-hmm. and roll thing, right? Yeah. As a matter of fact, I think they're on 
are they in Spaghetti Town? I think they are, yeah. I think they're in Spaghetti are. Town. I mean, yeah. most of you, you either have just heard this, or you're going to hear another Spaghetti Town artist that we just talked to. Um, uh, Drowns, of course, I'm super bummed I'm not going to see the Drowns, honestly. I, I just, you know, we've been friendly with them for a couple of years now. Um, you know, we were right there at the beginning of when that first record came out and i don't know i just i, I feel a real kinship to those guys and i'm bummed i'm gonna miss them but they're young they'll be back they're young they're like 40 well, they'll may- maybe they'll be back this is the first time they've played chicago in yeah like in four playing, or five years they're playing a ton again they're they really are jumping back into it, i think and matter of fact i believe they're recording a new album it looked like on social media that they're yeah. recording another so anyway sorry guys rev andy the other guys who i don't know Sorry to miss you. But, yeah, it's a cool show, and I think the Rum Jacks will be fun, and I'll be curious to see whether or not you make it to Flat 56. No, I will be, too. <laughs> Four bands? But it's a Saturday night, you know? It's not too bad. Mm-hmm. So, so you. It was four bands. Was it four bands last year? Or was it, it five was bands? five because they end up sticking Crazy in the Brains on there, Crazy in the Brains, right. Yeah, so it was well, Crazy I, in the Brains, 500 Miles to Memphis. Who else? Huntington's Flatfoot. Huntington's, that's right. Yeah. I yeah. did not see one minute of the first band, which was like some Latino ska band or something. We were upstairs. We did not. I yeah, did I like I yeah, I thought they were good. Yeah, Empire, so I saw them. Empire Down or something, something like, like that. Like that. Or... Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Evil Empire? Evil Empire. Evil Empire. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. They could uh, tour yeah, with the anti fans. My wife came <laughs> with me last year to that and we had a really good time and it's just, this year just didn't it just didn't work out this year, so yeah. That's an annual kind of a show. I'm sure we'll be back. Um, later in April, the same weekend as Record Store Day, as a matter of fact, that Friday, Flatfoot and Huntington's are playing here. And we'll probably go, but Scott and I are struggling a little bit with this because it's at the all-ages joint, no alcohol. Mm. <laughs> Thank Grand Rapids? Yeah. Yeah, okay. It's the infamous venue that got broken up Sloppy second where we first met Sloppy Seconds when the cops broke in and okay, it was a yeah. it was an infamous all ages venue not infamous it was a cool place all ages venue it, I was already tooled to go there I was when, you know it's like all ages is great until you're old enough to go to the bar right then well, you're not good. really going back to the all ages venue well um, no it's it's good for me because I can be out of there by seven o'clock at night <laughs> well I don't know about that but they they were closed for a number of years now they've reopened so um so I will probably go to that show i'd imagine i think i was telling you about that so on saturday night for the show at reggie's um so we got this punk uh gig at the rock club side but then in the bar side in the music club music joint or whatever it's called they're having like a night of like like thrash metal bands so it's going to be uh, an interesting meeting of the minds, and I'm wondering if some of the music is going to ble- um, you know, melt through the walls. Um, well, but that's going to be an interesting one, because if that had been a show back in the day, the fights would have been immense outside. You know. Well, it's funny, because the Rock Club is entirely separate, even though there is that like, hallway thing that... But, I mean, the Rock Club has a separate entrance. It's, you know, it's it's separate, so... Well, it is, but you can still you can still hear what's going on. Like if I'm in if I'm in the other room, I can hear what's going on in the rock club when I'm eating my sandwich or whatever. So mm. there is bleed through from the walls, and but like I say, the meeting well, of people you better outside. Bring, you better bring your uh, bring your brass knuckles and uh, be ready right. to roll. Yeah, mm. I'm too old. People don't people don't bother me. You know, too old yes. to be fighting like that. What do you? He do? wears the Neil wears an onion on his belt. <laughs> what the hell does that mean? Nothing. Onion? 
What does that mean? I had an onion on my belt, which was the style of the time. Grandpa Simpson. Oh, yeah. I think you've said that one before. I, <laughs> yeah, I have no idea what that means. It's a classic. For our Simpsons fans out there. All right. What time is it, Neil? It's probably, you know, it's funny. Last couple of times we've recorded solo, we've been sort of like rushed. But I mean, rushed for us with music is still like pushing two hours. Yeah, an hour 30 to two hours here. And uh, we're, we're up against that. We're kind of now, I think, sort of this thing has sort of run its course. So, you know what? I'm going to, once again, punktalkdice77 at Gmail. We've gotten some great mail. We always we always get great mail. We appreciate it. Um, and We'll if, read that next time, I guess. Punktalkdice77 uh, at gmail.com. Yep. Yep. And I actually haven't... Oh, my so last, but, but, my last song is going to be kind of late. Hold on one second. I haven't, I haven't hold on one second. Do like a best of spam. I just haven't had time to go through the music. Most of what I've heard lately hasn't been too impressive anyway. So, hold on one second though. So we're yep. talking about the show I'm going to on Saturday, the Rum Jack yep. show, etc. So yep. uh, the mail, uh, Drewski Chicago, who emails us a couple times. Yep, um, Guy I, I met believe in uh, Logansport at the Flatfoot Fifty Six show last yep. year when I went down there. So I believe I am going to be seeing him. He said he's going to buy me all kinds of beers or something. So looking forward to meeting you, Drew. Well, of course. I, I by, the, by the time this comes out, I think he's going to he was going to buy you a beer, and Neil's going for a new car. <laughs> yeah, but no, yeah. that'd be cool. I I, uh, I remember him from from Logansport. He bought they they had a like a rare test pressing because the Rum Jackson Flat Fifty Six did a split twelve inch. And they had a, like this rare one. It was like leather bound. It was like two hundred bucks or two hundred fifty bucks or something. And Drewski bought one. So, oh, got and like I have a, a yeah. I have a picture Indiana, of him buying it. Yeah, he's in Indianapolis or something now. But he's got like his bar, his basement bar set up like Southside Chicago. So, yeah. You know what? We might. Well, we'll talk about this a little later. But we might end up in Indianapolis at some point this year. Maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll catch up with him. Go have a beer at his bar. Hmm. Well, so. he's, yeah, he sent it in the email, sent us a picture of him buying that set album, actually. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, looks, yeah. It looks right. like him and, his, him and his two kids, it looks like, yeah. or something. So Thank anyway, you. I look forward to seeing to meeting him on uh, on Saturday. So Well, yeah. and, you know, I in last year at that show, like, we met, I met we met Aaron, the, the guy who's done some artwork for us. Uh, yep. And all right, listen, speaking of, so Aaron has done the artwork for this, too. And I, I just, by the time this comes out, there's no way this isn't going to be public. So let's officially let people know neil the magnitude of the joey ramon birthday bash we've been teasing this thing do, 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 this do. is gonna be a bogus port on may the 19th yep. joey's birthday is 70 i don't know something birthday they do these things all over the country but i think anybody is gonna have a hard time matching the quality of the one in beautiful downtown logansport indiana neil Matt, you know, we we always think, oh, you know, we'll get some cool regional local bands in, play some Ramones songs. But Matt always thinks bigger than we do. Matt, and, of uh, course, Matt, of course, is the Lord of Logansport. Matt he Lo- is. Lo- that's right. He's Matt. He runs the Record Farm, which is his record store down there, and Bonus Pints, which is his barcade. He's also got a nice parking lot where he puts up a tent. And this event is actually going to be outside in the tent, Neil. Yep. So we're happy to be putting this on kind of in conjunction with him. I mean, he's yeah. nice enough to put us on the flyer in case he has yep. legal problems, and then he just uh, <laughs> tells the local authorities that it was our production. But if it, it goes those assholes well, oh, from yeah. Chicago and Michigan, yeah, exactly. But no, Matt always, man, he always thinks big, and I, I tell you, I couldn't be more excited about this event, especially since I'm not going to be able to do punk rock bowling. So, Neil, tell him who's tell him who Matt got to come in and headline, which I think is amazing. So, headlining this event, we have. The Queers. 
So kids, you get to see the queers for free, play a bunch of their own songs, play a bunch of Ramon songs in beautiful downtown Logansport. You got to come out to this. We would, we'd love yep. to see you. We'd love to meet as many of you as humanly possible. But Drewski, wait, that's not, that's not all you get. That's not all you get. No, no, but that is huge to me. I mean, how many, I mean, just the fact that, you know, normally you go see the queers, you're going to spend 15, 20 bucks. I mean, at least, I mean, they're a legit Dude, club this is, headlining. This fun. is like one of those infomercials. Wait, this is, yeah, there's more. <laughs> if you book now, there's you know, more. I guess we should, you know what, Neil, I guess we probably should have started with the smallest bands and worked yeah. our way up. Yeah. So opening the show. We have uh, a local band from from uh, Indianapolis somewhere, I right? I think Called... he said they're from Indianapolis, but I think he said they might have some actually like Logansport local ties. Okay. So uh, um, a Ramones core kind of band called the Don't Want Us. Don't Want Us. That's right. Yep. Yes. Second on the bill, we have from Indiana as well. But well, they're... they're from Indianapolis and Detroit and where's the other one? Nashville or something? They're from all over. Anyway, the band is The Putts, the and Putts. they have a couple of really, really good albums. They're a really good fucking uh, pop-punk band. Fantastic. Well, you know, honestly, and I would have been thrilled if The Putts headlined this thing. Yep. Because they're a great band. But to get the uh, queer... It's well, just... it doesn't stop there, though, Tom. Who is uh, who is oh, comparing who's... the event? Who's the MC? Yes. Who is MCing? Though, uh, though with him MCing, I'm not sure what our job is, but I, just to, I guess just to cause general chaos. Yep. But it is being emceed by B.A. from Sloppy Seconds. Yep, and I'm sure that he might even maybe grace us with a, with a, with a cover of Ramon's oh, cover or something. Who the hell maybe, knows, yeah, right? Maybe, Who knows? Maybe he'll Him sign and his bionic your, knees. Yes. I bet you he'll sign your girlfriend's breasts, if nothing else. <laughs> as long as he doesn't hand the microphone to me again, expecting me to do something with it. Yes, it'll exactly. be all good. <laughs> but, uh, no, it, it's, I, I just, this thing is really, it's going to be amazing. I mean, I, yeah. if, you're, if you're in Chicago, you should come out. May 19th, yep. Yes, we're going to fill the hotels in Logansport, and we are going to have um, – we're going to come in on uh, – and uh, oh, the other thing, Dr. Disc, our man Dr. Disc, I just talked to him earlier today. He is booked. He is going to be there. We're going to be doing some Ramones-themed giveaways. He's got – he said – Marky's wig? He's got Marky's wig, I he believe. Said he said he's got 25 <laughs> records to give away. Holy shit. We better and be I'll giving tell you away what, to me. After Neil and I clean out what we want, there'll still probably be ten. <laughs> yeah, maybe five. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think there is some Ramones, yeah, Ramones theme stuff, some sign stuff. It's just I, I don't even know. I, I, we're gonna have to come up with the, maybe some Ramones trivia questions or something. I don't know what we're gonna do. Maybe we'll uh, the Ghost of Joey we'll figure out sign how to do that. We'll we'll figure out a you know we'll do some a series of skits with BA where it's like who's on first or something. I, I don't know what we're gonna do. But uh, I I can't wait. It's still a couple months away, so we got plenty of time to plan. But it, dudes, anyway, make your make your plans. I this is going to be my punk rock bowling. Mm-hmm. You know, Matt always says that Logan Sports the Vegas of the Midwest, right? That's what he's. That's what you say, anyway. I mean, no, that's what he says. That's what he said, and he's the Pope of Logan Sport. You uh, are you still holding out hope on punk rock bowling? Or are you pulling the plug on that? Um, I'll be honest. I think I'm kind of pulling no, the plug won't. on the whole thing. I looked at what the price because the special deals in the hotels have gone. So when yeah, I looked yeah. at what, uh, when I looked at what a regular room was, it's three hundred dollars a night. So that's just uh, that's just get, too much. No, I'm talking. I'm, I know. I'm, I'm talking about in that in that hotel and the one we stayed. Oh, in that hotel. Time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you could stay at a nice place in that area for two hundred a night. Yeah, we could stay at a flop house for a hundred. You know, but I don't we were, know if I want to. I was looking at it as you know, the flights were not that bad. 
And Scott and I were still kind of holding out hope. The wives weren't going to go this year. But now I see all the club shows that I wanted to go to are all sold out anyway. I really wanted to. Here's the deal, Tom. Here's the deal with that. Yeah. That, that annoys me. And to be honest, what's happening at the club shows and the amount of club shows and the bands playing the club shows, that's actually better than what's on a punk rock bowling. Well, that's what I said in a perfect world. I almost would rather just go and just go to the night shows and just lay by the pool all day. I mean, the, the, the quality of some of the bands playing those club shows, I don't know why they can't play during the day at PRB and then well, play at night are. at a club show. A lot of them are. Like, like uh, uh, Andy Heroes were doing both. Yeah, but like the Belltones aren't. A lot of the bands that are yeah, playing the club shows are not. It's crazy. What was it? Was it like Susie Moon, Sloppy Seconds, and Andy Heroes were all playing like back-to-back? Pretty. On know, the main stage or something, yeah. Earlier in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can't remember if they're on the big one. But anyway, no, there's some cool stuff, man. Go see go see Sloppy Seconds. Go see Susie Moon. Go see. I mean, go have a great time. Go see Andy Heroes play in the middle of the afternoon when it's 95 freaking degrees. I mean, okay, so when is Punk Rock Bowling going to remind me? Uh, it's Memorial Day. It's so it's in May. That's in that's in May, right? So yeah, yeah it's the so weekend it's... after our Joey Ramone birthday bash. Okay, I mean I haven't completely uh, shut it down yet, but I don't think it's going to happen. If it I, does uh, happen, if it does happen, it'll just be me. I just couldn't stop looking at the flights and had the same thing. Like I said, I want to have an authentic experience, and I'm going to have more fun in Logansport, and I'm going to have more personal connections, and I'm going to have a better time. But you know. The heart, the heart struggles with these things. So I think if if think if me, you, and Scott went, just the three of us, I think we'd have a fucking great time. Oh, no question about it. No yeah. question about it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, any two or three of us would. Yeah, no, it'd be it'd be great, and and I might get back to it. It's, you know, it's it's a couple things. It's it is a little bit money. I mean, you know, money's not the end of the the world, and I still do have a daughter in school, which it's that's a complicated time of the year. It's just there's there's a lot of factors. And I uh, just, you know, maybe we'll be back in a couple years. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, I'm kind of bummed out. Like I said, once again, I know, like, Drowns are going to be there. And, uh, you know, our our man Richie from out there. And, and, you know, we do have some West Coast friends that it would be nice to hook up with. But next time. Next time. Well, maybe. We'll see. I'm not saying no, but. Well, I couldn't either for the longest time. But I just just need to. I need to let it go Hmm. for my own self, you know. All right. And same thing with coming to see you this week in Chicago. As much as I am really bummed about it, it's, just... it's not. It's not quite the same. No, you no, could it's you could drive in for no money, but you know, you can well, stay yeah, with me. Chicago thing's cheap. I mean, well, relatively cheap. But it's just, uh, yeah, it's just I'm gonna I gotta focus. If you, well, if you need if you need a place to stay, you can stay with me, dude. Well, yeah, I know, I know that, but I, you know, I, I am supposed to work, and it's just it's just a lot of things. All right. So, oh, I won't bug you. Anyway, I, I, so well, you... no, I, I, like I said, I, 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 and I'm a little jealous because you've had. I mean, I've gone to one show this year so far. No, two now, and it is going to pick up. Like I said, this, it's going to start to pick up now. I got a bunch of stuff. I got some old metal shows I'm going to with some old buddies, and and I'm going to start going to a lot of shows. I'll probably catch up to you here eventually. But you've been out mingling, and I, I, I'm a little jealous because you, you've gotten, you've had a nice, some nice contact out in the scene, talking to people and hanging out with people while I'm, you know, sitting here watching freaking playing with my prick watching Netflix. <laughs> so now we know what he does when he's watching Netflix. Exactly. Remind Netflix. me not to come over when he's watching Netflix. Netflix and chill, buddy. Netflix and chill. <laughs> oh boy. So, um, man, you were, but you were leaning into a, you were leading into playing your song, I believe. Yes, right? I want to play a song to celebrate this joyous occasion. All right. So this is so you know we've talked about this before. 
and I know a lot of you were into this, the there was those Clearview records where kind of the top pop punk bands of the time literally did a full album cover of the Ramones, and Screeching Weasel did the first one. The second one was Vindictives with Leave Home, Chicago's Vindictives. And the third one was The Queers did the entire Rocket to Russia album. So really, The Queers are obviously, other than being, you know, kindred spirits of the Ramones, you know, kind of following in the footsteps of the Ramones, I think they're a really great choice to play at a Ramones tribute. Mm -hmm. The best, yeah. And so this song is for that. And it's also a reminder uh, for my sweet old dog sheena who's <laughs> doddering around the house like an old woman driving me this insane with her barking <laughs> i think she's i think she's so close to death that she can see through to the spirit world and the ghosts are bothering her so anyway sheena is a punk rocker the queers Ramones classic Sheena is a punk rocker done by the queers we've talked and talked and talked for two hours yes we have and we didn't we didn't really have any plans today (laughs) that's right it's a beautiful sun's still shining still a beautiful Sunday afternoon I think my kids are downstairs making ruckus I'm gonna go hang out with them all right but uh yeah thanks for listening everybody yep do we need to go on a hiatus to get to make you interest in us again or are you still listening week after week I don't know no hiatus no no I'm gonna make I... you keep make you keep doing this, or I'm gonna 
going to do it by myself anyway. There you go. There you go. Well, kneel, till, kneel till I die. There you go. Well, you know, and the thing is, I will say, I, I still enjoy it. I mean, sometimes it's it's hard. Our schedule, you know, we're adults and we have busy schedules, but it is, uh, you know, it's still fun. It's still fun for me, damn it. It's still fun. It is, even when we have one that's chaotic like the last one was. It was still, yeah. looking, listening back on it, it was much, much better than I thought it was. Well, and the thing is, too, Neil, there's just still so many people to interview. We have so many people that you've either made themselves available to us or, I mean, the the sheer quantity of people that we have available to interview that we want to talk to will probably keep us going for a couple more years. Well, and also now people that we talked to two years ago are now putting out new records and yeah. they want to and they want to come on. They're reaching and, out and we, asking to come on. And we forgot about everything we talked to about two years ago. <laughs> There you go, exactly. Plus, we've picked up a lot of new listeners, so it'll be the first time for them, you know? Our senility is a blessing, Neil. It is. It is. You guys get to hear the stories over and over again. I hope everybody feels blessed out there today after listening to us (laughs) ramble for two hours. Yes. We do it. We we really appreciate you. We hope to see as many of you as possible in Logansport. Mm Mm-hmm. And let me tell you something. They only serve good beer there. There's no PBR. So... I'm going to have to get some in for you. If you drive more than an hour to come visit us, I'll buy you a beer. Wow. Holy shit. Matt, I'm going to need a tab. I was going to say, yeah, don't let let it fool you. You (laughs) had a tab last time, so don't let that fool you, people. Nah. They're (laughs) good people, man. Listen, Matt's Matt's, uh, putting this thing on, and once, like I said, I don't don't mind uh, running up a good bar tab, so (laughs) I'll even tip. There you go. <laughs> I'll tip him like a Dominican, like with my the little brown guy, the Dominican Republic. I'll just carry around a big stack of fives. By no, you'll, t- you'll, you'll, you'll tip him like an English person in fucking Mexico is what you'll do. Tip him like a Scottishman. <laughs> yeah, <know>? yeah. <laughs> All, right. All right, my friend. Yeah, yeah. We'll uh, we'll talk again uh, sure. next week. Yeah, we got a we got a couple of shows coming up next week. Yep, so we got a yeah. next week. Yep. yep, and lots of good stuff. So anyway. All right, everybody. Keep a little mark in your heart. Tatar, everybody. Yeah, smell you later. Stay free. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, that brings us to the end of another show. Hope you enjoyed it. Remember, keep a little mark in your heart, and we'll be back the same mark time, same mark channel. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. Ah, ever get the feeling you've been cheated? Good night. What a fucking rotter. What a load of old shit. Thank you, fuck you, bye, boom. Okay.